After the Earth was used up, we found a new solar system and hundreds of new Earths were terraformed and colonized. The central planets formed the Alliance and decided all the planets had to join under their rule. There was some disagreement on that point. After the war, many of the independents who had fought and lost drifted to the edges of the system far from Alliance control. Out here, people struggled to get by with the most basic technologies. A ship would bring you work. A gun would help you keep it. A captain's goal was simple. Find a crew, find a job. Keep flying. You know what the chain of command is? It's a chain I go get and beat you with till you understand who's in command here. You don't, Tim. It was supposed to kick in a good deal sooner. I, I just didn't feel comfortable with him in charge. I hope, hope that's all right. Time for some thrilling heroics. What are we doing? Oh, crime. Crime? Good. About a year before we met, I spent six weeks on a moon where the principal form of recreation was juggling geese. My hand to God. Baby geese, goslings, they were juggled. Well, my days are not taking you seriously. They're certainly coming to a middle. Are you going to wear a dress? I want something with some slink. You want a slinky dress? I can buy you a slinky dress. Captain, can I have money for a slinky dress? I'll chip in. I can hurt you. Nice shot. I was aiming for his head. You got the right same as anyone to live and try to kill people. And, you know, people that are... It's a dumb planet. I feel bad. You make everybody cry. Like a monster. I'm not a monster. I ain't going over there with them bodies. No rotten way. Not if Reavers mess with them. Jane, scared away. Every man there, go back inside, or we will blow a new crater in this little moon. I don't know what you got in your head, but I didn't do this to prove some kind of point to you. I actually thought I was defending your honor, and I never back down from a fight. Yes, you do. You do all the time. Well, yeah, but I'm not backing down from this one. If you take sexual advantage of her, you're going to burn in a very special level of hell. A level they reserve for child molesters and people who talk at the theater. Oh, I'm going to go to the special hell. I too. Man comes up against that kind of... The only way to deal with it, I suspect, is to become it. Now, this is all the money Niska gave us in advance. You bring it back to him, tell him the job didn't work out. We're not thieves. But we are thieves. The point is, we're not taking what's his. Deceiving as a low-down, dirty deceiver. <laughs> well said. And the problem with your attitude is why? I thought you was... What's the word? Pretentious? Exactly. Mercy is the mark of a great man. Oh! Oh! Guess I'm just a good man. Oh! Well, I'm all right. But let's start an episode because football's on and people are playing and vaginas. Yeah, I said it. I said football. <laughs> Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, what are we fighting about? 
Well, uh, we, we've promised this for a while. Uh, we've, we've maligned the show, uh, in the past or, or the fans more so than the show in the past. Uh, but now we're finally going to, uh, give it some love. Uh, I like to call this show the Brown Coke Boogie, but, uh, everybody else will call it the best of Firefly. So, uh, who's joining us tonight? With us today, we've got Patrick McCartney. Hello, everyone. Gary Tognetti. Hey, hi, Gary. Oh, that's me. Hi. And Jared Formbay. Okay, fuckers. Also, we have Kirky Wade. Hello. You can't take the sky from me. <laughs> so how do the fights work, Mike? Well, we have got uh, 32 Firefly-related things chosen by the panelists uh, and other people. Uh, we put them into tournament-style brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. Uh, we put one against the other, put it to the vote. Uh, winner moves on to the next round, and this continues until something is crowned the best of Firefly. Uh, as always, you can use any rationale you want. Uh, you decide what you mean by best. And, and on these best of shows, because there's a wide variety of things, there's characters, there's lines, there's things like that. Uh, you just use whatever logic you want, whatever rationale and reasoning makes sense to you. Uh, that's what we call geek logic. And be careful, because good geek logic can make someone change their vote. So choose your argument wisely. I like how you said, be careful. <laughs> like, don't say something crazy if you're not prepared to back it up and have other people join you on your crazy and, crusade. And, and don't piss someone off because then they will vote against you every time. Every time. Anyway, let's uh, start the fights. Uh, Pat, this one is yours. Okay. It is uh, James Nick Cap versus Badger. Um, yeah, from my understanding, the uh, Badger character was originally uh, was made for Josh Whedon to play by him, you know, as himself or by himself. Uh, but they uh, decided to use Mark Shepard in instead. Maybe he was a better actor. Um, and uh, Badger is almost like, if you want to go back to uh, Star Trek, he's almost like a quirk analog. So, but Jane's knit cap, that's actually very interesting. I, I really like that because it's... Um, was it some a wise man once said a man walks down the street in that hat and people know he's not afraid of anything. So I'm going to go for a Jane's knit cap. A vote for Jane's knit cap. Gary. Uh, yeah, sorry. I needed to be unmuted there. Um, I guess uh, I put Badger on the list and, and Badger's a great, great character. And one of the best things about Badger is the fact that it gave us an appearance by uh, Mark Shepard on just about every genre show that has existed since. And he's a terrific actor. Um, he was, the character was a great from the moment it started. But, uh, you, you know, even though it was my pick, I, I have to agree that Jane's knit cap is... Um, uh, it's the reason why uh, why we love Firefly. I mean, it's quirky and weird and funny, and uh, and so I'm going to go with Jane's knit cap. Uh, vote for Jane's cap, Mister Formby. Jane's knit cap for the win. <laughs> More love for Jane's knit cap, uh, Kirky. This is going to be so weird that a hat is going to win over a character. And actually a pretty good character because Badger was a little fun because 
I don't know. I just really liked the exchanges between him and Mal. But um, Jane's Nick Cap was a little sort of humanizing. Like, you know, Jane always acts like this macho, tough guy. But oh, he he wears this hat. And he wears it even though it's silly because it's homemade and made with love. And that's just so not Jane. And yet it is so Jane. So I'll vote for that. A vote for Jane's Nick Cap. Now, Badger, if I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he? It didn't Badger make it to like the the final four of uh, <laughs> best we- Joss Whedon character? Like Badger went really far. First time uh, he Mark saw- Shepard went really far. Hey, hey, hey! It was Badger. Yeah, but uh, there there was no best Joss Whedon headgear on that episode. Y- so you're right. You're right. Had had he gone up against the hat, I'm going to clean sweep it. I'm going to vote for the hat. Uh, partly because you can pretty much wear the hat anytime, and it's actually rather warm. Uh, and people, yeah, it, it's really cold right now. Yeah, it's cold and snowy at least here. So I'm voting for uh, the knit cap, and the knit cap is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Uh, Jane, this one is the Jane. <laughs> Gary, this one is yours. It is uh, Firefly references on Castle versus the Alliance. Um. Firefly references on Castle. Um, it's not, it's a show I, I've seen before, and I think I did see an episode where there was a reference, and um, it's cute, and it's I'm glad that I mean it's I guess it's nice that that's happening that you know it's being carried on that way, but the show isn't that great, and it really doesn't have anything to do with Firefly, other than that. So I'm just gonna go with the Alliance because it's actually part of Firefly. A uh, vote for the Alliance. Mr. Formby. Is it all tied up? There's only one vote. It can't okay, be tied uh, up. Okay, then uh, I'm going to vote for the Alliance and put it over the top. A vote for the Alliance. That's two votes for the Alliance. It's not over the top yet. <laughs> Kirky? Now, this probably isn't fair because they really only had one season in a movie, but the Alliance felt very flat to me. It just felt like these are the bad guys. All of these guys are the bad guys. Why are they the bad guys? They've done bad things. Why did they do the bad things? Because they're the bad guys. It didn't, I don't, the Alliance just wasn't, I wish that they would have fleshed them out a little more. And again, that's because they didn't have enough time to do that. However, the Firefly references on Castle are just, they're cute and they're fun. And even if you have not seen Firefly, or even if you don't like Firefly, you get, you know, Nathan Fillion dresses up like Mal. Okay, that's funny because he played that. Um, like, I think that those are jokes that everyone can kind of chuckle at. So, yeah. A vote for the Firefly references on Castle. Castle is not a horrible show, Gary. It's a fun show, and I love it to death. Um, and what's actually fun... You said of, it's not that good. Uh, what, what, the, the fun part about the Firefly references on Castle is they aren't Firefly references on Castle. They are, if you've watched Firefly, you will see them as a reference to Firefly on Castle. Otherwise, it's just a moment that happened in the show and you can just keep going. Like, there's there's no you don't have to watch Firefly at all to even know that there was a joke there. But everybody knows how much I love one percenters and inside jokes. And, and this is a one percenter and an inside joke and I love it to death. Especially when he's like, what? I'm a space cowboy. And I, I, lo- I love that. I love that joke so much. So I'm going to tie it up, even though I could easily be swayed. It's going to you, Patrick. Which one takes the win? Well, uh, 
the Firefly references, uh, the inside jokes are really good, especially like when he did wear the uh, Halloween costume and his daughter says, didn't you wear the same outfit five years ago? That was very, that was very good. So I'm going to go with the Firefly references. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. No, this, this can't go down. Damon, yeah. I'm yeah. here to sway you. I'm here to say that this reference to this TV show cannot be the best thing about this TV show. <laughs> I, I'm making a stand well, right now. It's and I'm saying better. the Alliance is very, very cool. And the I'm going to address Kirky's argument against the Alliance. The Alliance is she not said clever. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, very well developed? Yes, it wasn't well developed. It was very flat. It was, they just no, needed some sort no, no. of Federation I, I, analog. I argue, I argue otherwise. Um, the whole idea was that the Alliance was a big, clumsy enemy. You know, I mean, they, they, they get in the way of things. And, and then, like, they, they choose to ignore the town. They don't, you know, they don't give the, uh, the medical supplies or the whatever. But it's not, like, an evil, nefarious agenda. It's just a simple matter of numbers. You know, it's not a big evil. It's a more ambiguous thing than that. And, you know, it's big, big government just, you know, tripping over itself, which is a way more understandable enemy than, say, the Galactic Empire from some other franchise. It's a little more complicated, it's a little cooler, and it's a little more well thought out than uh, other big, dumb enemies. And yeah. certainly better than references that are cute and funny on some show. And that the, the scene that was just referenced, I saw that four years ago. Come on, guys. Firefly. Okay. <laughs> It's it's fine. I, I I had actually written the alliance down because the only reason the alliance is even on the list is because I pulled it off of somebody else's double list and put it into the show. Like the alliance wasn't on here until I put it on here, and the alliance is moving on. Sorry, Castle. I love wow. you. We're on to our next fight, uh, Mister Formby. This one is yours. It is bad Firefly cosplay versus what is this, Miranda? Oh, Miranda. You know, I, I like Miranda. Uh, I like that the Miranda was uh, the big weird thing that was going on in River's head the whole time that she couldn't let out. I like that that was finally revealed in the major motion picture. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Miranda unless there's a really, 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 really awesome bad cosplay story coming. <laughs> Kirky? I am just, I'm just going to say something about bad Firefly cosplay. Um... As somebody who cosplays three or four times a year ever since I was a baby in high school, I don't think there's really a such thing as bad cosplay. The fact that somebody is brave enough to go out there and dress like whoever they want, even if they don't have the funds or the skills to look as good as what they want, I think that that is just amazing and something that, I don't know, brings geeks together. So... I'm going to go ahead and take offense at bad Firefly cosplay, unless there's a really awesome story coming. However, I am going to vote for Miranda just because that was so fucking cool in the movie. Uh, vote for Miranda. There's no awesome story coming. <laughs> I put it on here because I was at, uh, it wasn't C2E2, it was at Chicago uh, Wizard World. And I saw people and I clearly could tell that they were in cosplay, but I had no idea what it was because it looked steampunk, but it wasn't steampunk. I knew it wasn't steampunk because there wasn't enough brass or like uh, pipes or anything like that. So I knew it wasn't steampunk. I'm like, what the fuck are these people? I don't understand it. And then at one point, all of these people that I had seen randomly throughout the day had come together as a group 
And then I was like, oh, it's Firefly cosplay. That's why I'm voting for bad Firefly cosplay because it's it, you don't know what it is until they're all together. That's it. Without them being together, with the exception of Jane, Jane is the only character because of the hat that you can actually pick out in bad cosplay. Everybody else is just wearing something that you know is a costume, but you don't know what it goes to. So I'm voting for bad, bad Firefly cosplay. Uh, Patrick? <laughs> Um, I'll always, I'll always vote for stuff that is uh, inventive and creative, even if it's bad, because bad is just a value judgment on somebody being creative. I just really love creative stuff. The Miranda story is a really good story. It's, it's a good story about how a science experiment can go really, really bad. But I think that uh, I'm going to vote for the bad Firefly cosplay. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Gary. Which one takes the win? Oh, um, I think that, uh, uh, well, I, I disagree with uh, Kirky. I think there is such thing as, as bad cosplay, but um, I don't have a problem with it. I think bad costumes are fun, too. And I think that most of the people who put together something that's kind of shoddy or underdeveloped, you know, they, they know they're doing that. And again, it's a matter of budget. Or, but um, sometimes badness can be as much fun as anything else. Um, I, I do agree that strangely, it's hard to tell sometimes if it's Firefly, because unless it's like a Captain Mal wearing a rust-colored coat, then um, it's um, it's just some dirty clothes, some pit stains. Um, you could be it could be Ghost Rider uh, cosplay. So you know, Miranda is cool because it basically. One of the characters in the story, River, had a planet hiding in her head. And that's more awesome than good or bad cosplay. So, Miranda, it is. Uh, vote for Miranda. And Miranda is moving on. You know, um, I also do have to just disagree about cosplay bringing geeks together. And I think, Damon, it may have been a C2E2 where you saw that. Um, okay. Because uh, I remember, <clears throat> I think I was there. And uh, so was Chris Smits. And when he saw that group uh, standing there, he just kind of like shook his head and was like, oh my God, what is with these fuckers? And I was like, you know, these are your people. And he just looked at me and said, those aren't my people. My people are up here looking down at them and laughing. So cosplay does not bring all geeks together. It brings cosplayers together. Uh, a lot of other geeks, they just hate it. Ah. Fat Flash. That's all. Uh, there's a picture of Flat Flash on my MySpace page. They're just uh, jealous. Don't forget Fat Anakin. Fat Anakin. That was pretty good, too. We're on to our next fight. Uh, Kirky, this one is yours. Let's see. It should be an easy one. It is Captain Mal versus Curse Your, your Sudden But Inevitable Betrayal. Uh, I almost wish that these two weren't together because, you know, like the main character of the show versus a line is is a very easy choice for me. So it's got to be Captain Mal just because there's way more to him, even though that's a great line. It really is. A uh, vote for Captain Mal. Yep. Uh, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I'm voting for the captain, Captain Mal. Uh, Patrick. Um, I think I'm going to vote for Captain Mal, but the uh, the line is, is really good because it, with the whole... Um, 
when he's playing when he's playing with the dinosaur characters and he sets it up as if it's like uh, one of those cartoon dinosaur things we found this and it's now we can be at peace what are we going to do and of course then the tyrannosaurus rex becomes a tyrannosaurus rex and of course curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal but i will vote for mal another vote for mal gary Yeah, uh, you know, I I almost wish that the the these lines. I know you randomize all this, but I, but if you could like just have a, for these kinds of things, have a section for just where lines go against other lines, so you could pick the best line and sort of put that in there up against other things. Um, this is a good line. Uh, out of context, it doesn't really work. Um, so I think on its own, Captain Mal works better than this line does. So I'm going to go for Captain Mal. A uh, vote for the captain and Jared. Wow. Um, yeah. See. The, okay. So this 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 line. This out of all the great lines. This this is the one that, that that's on the list. Maybe there's one other one. I. Uh, this isn't it. This isn't the line. It's not enough to take down Captain Mal. So I'm going to have to vote for Captain Mal. And Captain Mal, moving on through with a clean sweep. We're on to our next fight. Uh, it is Shepard Book versus Inara's second season reveal. And um, I never liked Shepard Book at all. So I'm going to go with uh, Inara's second season reveal as what I saw on the uh, 10 year anniversary Firefly cancellation thing on Science Channel, whatever it was, that she had a, in, uh, a, a, a terminal disease and she was dying and she was on spoiler. the spoiler. A spoiler for a show that's been canceled for 10 years. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm voting for Inara's reveal. Um, Patrick. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, if so, even though that's a reveal, the secret that's supposed to come out, it's still, um, uh, for me, it's not creative enough. You know, of course, she's, you know, like, that's not like a real creative thing. So, but Shepherd Book, there is more to Shepherd Book than comes out in either the series or the movie that are, re- that are referred to, such as when he's injured and they show up at the space station, he shows his ID and they say, we're going to pull everybody away. We're just going to take him in and, and give him like top-notch care. What is going on there? And also, it's great. So I'm going to go for uh, Shepard. A vote for Shepard Book. Uh, Gary. Yeah, um, okay. Anara's second season reveal, I, that, it didn't actually happen. And when you're looking at television series and the, the way that television shows develop, there's every possibility that they could have just come up with a better idea or a new idea that they thought worked and just dumped that. So it wasn't really, I mean, it's, it's, it's really fascinating. It would have been fun to, to see that play out, but... Honestly, Shepard Book, I'm sorry, Damon, is a great character, a great character. Joss Whedon is a, a, an avowed atheist, uh, so you would expect him to, um, to make, have this really sort of like critical attack on religion and to use that character as a, as a source of ridicule because a lot of people who don't uh, believe in, um, in or have faith in religion or God or whatever, they tend to be really... Um, reactionary towards any any hint of that and shepherd book uh, not only did the the show respect his beliefs but his presence um as a religious figure on the ship was essential to how 
these characters were able to stay together and were able to develop as a family. And I think that he's a, a great character. It's so much better than this uh, proposed uh, second season reveal for Inara. So I have to go for Shepard Book. Uh, vote for the Shepherd, Mr. Formby. Now, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the second season reveal was like this big giant payoff for like the enigmatic mystery when the Reavers are going to attack uh, Serenity in the pilot episode. She goes for like the needle, and he's like, oh, "What's the needle?" So she's just going to take her medication before. No, no, we're going to go with Shepherd Book. Shepherd Book is way cooler. I'm sorry. A uh, vote for Shepherd Book and Kirky. I'm I'm also going to go for Shepherd Book because you know the the Inara reveal you know like you said technically didn't happen. It could just be something that they later came up with to say, "See, you should have given us a second season, dicks." Um, but Shepherd Book, he's just so mysteriously cool, and I, I I think that they like started to explain some of his backstory in the comics, and I won't read them because of that. Because I like that you don't know how he can do what he does. And he's just like full of wisdom and awesomeness. And he's a great character. Shepherd Book moving into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Pat, this one is yours. It is the Browncoats. That's right. The fans versus, uh, what is this? Jubal Early. Yeah. Yeah. Jubal Early uh, was the bounty hunter and he was more. He was more almost like a character out of uh, out of pulp fiction, just a sadist, um, very clever. Uh, but um, but the brown coats, the fans, they're 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 very loyal. So I'm going to go for the brown coats. Uh, vote for the brown coats, Gary. Um, well, I you know as I'm really glad that there are brown coats. I'm really glad that they did the campaign that they did. I mean, I was a fan of the show at the time. I didn't, I didn't join the big hubbub to, to keep the show on the air or whatever. I didn't write any letters. You know, I, I just sort of kind of accepted that this happens. It happened to Star Trek. It, I, maybe I was just even cynical at that young age. But um, so, so I'm, I'm, I just don't find them to be the best thing about fire. I find them to be an essential part of, of, of the fact that we got, got as much as we did. But, um, but I, I would really rather just stick to what's in Firefly. Uh, and Jubal Early, I don't think, he's not just a sadistic Quentin Tarantino character. He's actually would have been a great recurring character and very well could have been if the show kept going. Um, uh, there's always a chance he could have survived being sent floating off into space but uh but he really is like sort of the anti-mal in that he's um he's very patient and he's very inquisitive but it's all it's this slightly perverse sort of um sort of di- di- he he's disconnected from the world that he's so fascinated with and with these groups of people he really doesn't understand how that group operates, even though he's really invested in the idea. Whereas Mal tries to stay away from this idea of family and togetherness and, and, and the group mentality, but he can't help it. He understands that he loves it. He wants it. So they were great foils for each other. And he was a terrific character. He's very well written, uh, very well acted. And, um, and he was one of the best things I think about the, that happened on the show. 
So I'm going to go for Jubal Early. Uh, vote for Jubal Early, Mr. Formby. I, I wrote letters. I, uh, I went and like Xerox like little flyers, and I distributed them at my job, my workplace. I had people who didn't even watch the show sign their name to something, and I put a stamp on it, and I dropped it in the mail. I did all that stuff, and then, with, and then uh, the movie came out, and then the movie was uh, tanking hard. And I remember complaining to my friend, uh, my, my friend Paul about the movie tanking, and he said that the reason we was tanking was because of the brown coats. He said that the fact that these guys were wearing trench coats, approaching strangers and telling what movie to watch, killed that movie. So I'm going to go ahead and vote for Jubal Early. Uh, vote for Jubal Early. Uh, Kirky. Um, so before, before we did the podcast, I was just looking up the names that I didn't recognize because, you know, I, I haven't seen that episode in so long. I'm like, crap, who is Jubal again? And it uh, turns out he was named after this uh, Confederate general in the Civil War who was incredibly racist. Like, he was a horribly racist man, and he extended the Civil War for months after it should have ended and, you know, just said horrible, horrible things about the slaves. And so the little part of me was, like, kind of happy that the character named after him wasn't played by a white guy. I don't know why I thought that was funny. But um, the the brown coats I really like because without them, we wouldn't really have serenity, Right. And for so long, well, all the time, like Hollywood tells us what to watch. You know, you have to like the big Michael Bay style action flicks because that's what's in in Hollywood. We are going to cancel making these movies because that's what's not in in Hollywood, even though that's what the fans want. And so this one time, all of the fans just got together and said, nah, fuck you guys. We want Serenity. And so Serenity was made. I just think that that's amazing that you know even though it doesn't happen often or really ever just once all the brown coat fans were able to get together and say we demand this thing and we will not stop until we have it and it becomes a really amazing movie it doesn't feel low budget crappy or anything at all it's it's a really good movie and yeah so brown coats I'll vote for the brown coats. It is all tied up and it comes down to me. Um, I put brown coats on the list because I fucking hate brown coats. Uh, their incessant whining about the show not being on the air for almost 10 years, well, over 10 years now, is annoying as fuck. Get over it. We went, what, 20 years without, yeah, 20 years without a Star, a Star Wars. Uh, Star Trek fans went, what? Almost 10 years? 10 years without Star Trek. Who cares? Like, it happens. But no, you got to whine and complain. And they continue to whine and complain. They continue to say, bring back Firefly, when even the actors don't want to do it anymore. Like, come on. I fucking hate brown coats. Now, their passion is somewhat okay. But I, I really I, I really just can't stand brown coats whatsoever. They're the only thing that keep me away from Firefly, from really enjoying Firefly. Is because they're annoying. Like, you should really love this. Why should I really love this? I find it to be a fun, enjoyable show. But you should love it. And I don't like being told to do what I should like. And uh, actually, the Jubal Early episode is fucking awesome. I love that episode. I love that character. 
and uh, he was uh, the first this one, the first second chair on uh, Law and Order. That episode's coming up too. So I'm going to uh, vote for Jubal Early. <laughs> and Jubal Early is moving on to the next round. We're on to our next fight. Gary, this one is yours. It is Mal shooting Jane out of an airlock versus Wash. This is actually tougher than it should be because Mal uh, almost shooting Jane out of the airlock um, is probably one of the best moments on the entire series and it was imitated um, almost immediately on Star Trek Enterprise and it was imitated probably a dozen times on uh, Battlestar Galactica which also pretty much imitated everything that Firefly did and um, so, so it really was it was like a pivotal sort of like pop culture science fiction moment and it was a pivotal moment for the show and it was a great uh, dramatic moment it was beautifully written um, especially the, the final plea that Jane makes that's sort of actually resignation that he's going to die and he accepts that. He also accepts that it's because of his own moral failings and uh, that's what keeps Mal from shooting him out. But, you know, it's going up against Wash and Wash, Wash is the perfect example of a comic relief character that is also a serious character. Like, you can take him seriously as a person. Um, he's a real, like, fully fleshed out individual. And he's also there to make you laugh your ass off. Um, he gets the great lines. Um, he's always, his delivery is always believable. Alan Tudyk's terrific in the role. Uh, so I'm going to go with Washed. Uh, vote for Wash, Mr. Formby. Airlock trumps space Xander. Wow. <laughs> Vote for Mal almost shooting Jane out of an airlock. Uh, Kirky. I'm going for Wash just because he is such a fantastic character. And yeah. Uh, vote for Wash. Like, Mr. Formby, almost, uh, like, that, sway, that sways me kind of hardcore because I was going to make the I'm a leaf on the wind, watch me <coughs> joke, which I just did. Uh, but yeah, yeah, moment Trump's space Xander. Uh, I, I I like I like that a lot. So I I you have swayed me, sir. I will be voting for Mal almost shooting Jane out of an airlock. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Patrick. Which one takes the win? Uh, Wash is a really great character. However, the situation for that scene is really good because just before that scene, everyone except Mal saw. Jane as a hero because it seemed that he had saved them. But Mal knew, and he gets in the airlock. Jane says, It didn't do anything, didn't do anything. And then he finally admits that he did it and said, Don't tell anybody, just make up something. And that's a great scene. So I'm going to go for Mal shooting Jane out of the airlock. And Mal almost shooting Jane out of an airlock takes the win. Wash is a leaf on the wind. Watch him. Ah! He went down. He went down hard. And we're on to our next fight. It is the first unknown of the afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to it. Uh, Mr. Formby, this one is yours. It is River is the ship versus your unknown pick. What is the unknown? Oh, good God. Okay. I, 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 uh, okay. I'm going to just do this on the spot. There are three things that are missing from this list. So I'm going to pick one of these three. Oh, man. Um, let's go ahead and go with the shooting style. 
how the show looked. This is like um, the handheldness, the uh, shaky cam in space that was mirrored so well with the silence in space. This uh, unique approach, of course, was totally ripped off of Battlestar Galactica. And it was very pioneering at the time. And I still find it intoxicating to look at the show working that way. And it's also getting my vote. A vote. And, uh, well, not just a vote. It's being put on the list right now. The shooting style of the show. Uh, Kirky. Um, hmm. Yeah, the show was really, really beautiful. It sort of had this... I don't want to say low budget because that's that's a little insulting, but it, it kind of just had that we are not some big, huge Hollywood studio making the next, I don't know, Star Wars movie. It, it, it felt a little quaint, but it wasn't bad at all. It just it felt um, cozy, intimate. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. This probably makes no sense outside of my brain, but the shooting style of the show was pretty awesome. And like you said, the silence in space was cool. I mean, I, I, I'd never really thought about it before seeing Firefly, but yeah, I guess you wouldn't hear the engines revving up and explosions happening and zooming by, you know. Um, River is the ship is really, really great and funny and you know, a little creepy with how well she pulls it off, but up against the entire, like, I don't know, visual production of the show. It's, it's hard to vote for it. A vote for the shooting style. Hmm. Do I go with the Damon always votes for the unknown? Yeah. Yeah. Actually the style of show is the shooting style of show is actually really nice. So I, I can't deny it. And river is the ship is one small moment. Uh, so I'm going to go with the shooting style. Patrick. That, that is a great, great choice. I think the, um, the shooting style or cinematography, that is just, that's really fantastic. The way they show it uh, quite often, especially for some of, the, some of the graphics, some of the space graphics, it's a, they set it up as if someone is actually in space there with a handheld camera trying to catch the scene um i also saw where uh if they if they took an initial shot of a scene and they made a mistake such as somebody was off center they would fix that by putting planets up and you know in the blank area to balance out the scene so i agree that the uh, the shooting style is really good another that. vote for the shooting style and mr gary talk nutty well yeah i know i'm just kind of pissing in the wind here, but um, I, I'm going to make a little bit of an argument for River is the ship. And the, the thing that's great about River is the ship is A, the fact that she's not the ship. But um, at the time when you're watching this episode for the first time, um, of course, your, your logical, you know, human lizard brain, whatever, uh, is telling you that, well, of course, River's not the ship. This is a... Uh, this is a realistic uh, science fiction show and, and people don't become ships. And then you think about all the weird stuff that happened to River and all the stuff that's going on in her brain and, and the way that she sort of moves around in this very ghost-like ethereal way. And you think, well, oh, shit, well, maybe River can be the ship. 
And then while you're having this thought, the character Jubal Early, who's who's this this move is made against, is thinking, no, that's that's ridiculous. I, I'm a logical human being, and there's no way a person can become a well. I don't know. Can she? Is, she's not. She can't really be the ship, can she? And and so you've got this character of River who um, who's really getting. Um, dismissed most of the part of some at one on one hand he's some she's some kind of um uh you know uh weapon uh uh weaponized person um or she's uh just some crazy babbling weirdo uh she's supposed to be a genius but but she's uh kind of like the mythological character of cassandra like no one can really understand what all of her rantings are about no matter how important they may be and and then um, all of a sudden she becomes this brilliant tactician where she not only creates the circumstances that directs this very brilliant and very dangerous and very sneaky and uh, uh, killing machine, um, basically to uh, you know, launch himself out into the space without a rope. And, um, and she does it by playing on this awareness of herself and how people perceive her. And uh, I just think that that's not only a great moment for that character, but a great moment for that show because in some ways she's as much the heart and soul of the show as Mal is. Um, and that that theme comes together later in Serenity, but it starts right there in that episode at that moment where she convinces a, a bunch of people and the audience that it's possible she could actually become a spaceship. So my vote is for River is the Ship, and I, as much as I love the shooting style and it was innovative and it's intimate and all that stuff, um, I think that, that the River is the Ship moment and that, that uh, idea is so much more compelling than, than this really cool way of shooting things. A vote for River is the Ship. I'll change my vote. One person changed her vote, but it doesn't make a difference. Uh, the shooting style <laughs> is moving on. I'll change my vote. Patrick's vote. You don't have a vote, Mike. <laughs> anyway, we are on to our next fight. Uh, the shooting style is moving on. Kirky, this one is yours. It is the operative versus out of gas. Ooh. Oh, out of gas is such a great episode. Well, this one's really hard for me. Um, the operative was the bad guy in the movie, correct? Bad yes. guy in quotes. Like, um, and he was such a great villain versus such a great. Uh, okay, I am going to vote for the operative because he was the villain, you know, the bad guy, which I say with quotes, but you can't see that. But he was the villain that you want to fight against because he's gentlemanly about it. If that makes sense, you know, he's not um, evil for the sake of evil or bad for the sake of bad. He is following orders to do what he honestly thinks is the right thing. And then when later he learns that, you know, no, he's actually like helping, helping the bad guys. He kind of changes his, I don't know, changes his tune. So he himself is not bad, even though he's the bad guy. I feel like I'm very ranty today. Sorry about that. Um, so even though Out of Gas is a fantastic episode that I could just watch again and again because it's great, 
I might have to go for him because he's the first villain in Firefly that really seems, I don't know, not flat. Like I said, the Alliance felt earlier. A vote for the operative. Um, the operative is one of my all-time favorite villains, hands down, bar none, uh, because of a moment where he goes, oh, I know I'm the bad guy. Uh, I know what I'm doing is horrible, and it's there, and I'm doing, I'm, doing the bad, I'm doing a bad thing for the right reason so other people can have a utopia that I can never share in. I'm doing this so other people, uh, so he, it, it, essentially, he knows he's the bad guy. He knows what he's doing is wrong, but he's he knows that the well he thinks that the ends justify the means or the means justify the ends. Whatever, I I love the operative. He's like number two on, on my all time villains. He's above Darth Vader for me. I love the operative, so I'm going to go with the operative, uh, Patrick. Um, yeah, the operative is one of those um, one of those um, people. There are always people that feel that it's, it's their job to cleanse society so that uh, we can have a utopia. However, I'm a, I'm a sucker for uh, origin stories, and Out of Gas is a really great, has a really great set of origin stories. Uh, and Jane's origin is one of my favorites. So I'm going to, uh, very creative, I'm going to go for, I'm going to vote for uh, Out of Gas. Uh, vote for Out of Gas. Gary. Uh, yeah, this is a tough fight. Um, I put Out of Gas on the list because it's my favorite of all the episodes. But going up, and going up against the operative, um, I agree with you, Damon. It's a great villain. It's one of my favorite villains of all time. Uh, he's a brilliant character. He actually follows when he has that little monologue where he explains uh, to Mel that he's a monster and that he can never be part of the society that he believes in. That's actually the classical hero paradigm. I mean, that's a character like Achilles or Hercules, this person who knows that they, they can never be part of society because they're violent people, but society needs them and they will be there to help society uh, doing what they can, uh, the one thing they're good at, which is doing violence, um, in order to make society work and go on without him. Um, so it's really interesting to, to, to create a villain who really does, um, who really does logically should be the hero of the story. I mean, he's the hero of his story. And if we didn't hate the Alliance so much and think they were just this big bureaucratic bustle of, of bullshit, then we would probably be on the operative side. Um, but Out of Gas, like Patrick said, is a great, great origin story. It's not just a series of different origin stories. It's an origin story about how improbable it is that these people coming together would ever work. Um, so uh, on one hand, you see these improbable people uh, getting together that, the, you know, there's no way their relationship should work. Um, you see them at their lowest moment um, when they have to abandon ship they're probably going to uh, float out there in space and die. Mal is probably going to die a cold, horrible, bloody death. Um, and the, the, the improbability of those people working is what saves all of them in the end. And that's what's brilliant about that. And that encapsulates what's great about the show, what's great about the film. It's why everything that works in serenity that helps Mal succeed at the end that helps everyone succeed at the end of that film um, it's that's what that episode is about 
um, the way that those people came together and made that work against all odds. So I'm going to vote for Out of Gas. A uh, vote for Out of Gas. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mr. Formby. Which one is taking the win? Oh, man. The Operative um, is also one of my favorite characters. And, the, gosh, I feel like I've said this before. I, I know I've said this before. But, but what I love about him is I see him as Shepard Book's past. Um, when Shepard Book calls it out to Mal that they're going to send an operative after you, I mean, that's what's going to happen. That's the Alliance's next big move on you. Like, he knows. Like, he knows the detail. He knows what that means. He even uh, describes to a degree what this dude's going to be about. And uh, so I've always kind of walked away from Serenity going, oh, wow, Shepard Book's backstory. Because the whole thing, like, sets up so nice where he's all, well, uh, Captain Mal, he kind of kicked my ass. Uh, I'm going to go on a walkabout. You know, maybe I'll go join an abbey. Maybe I'll just wander the universe a spell, you know. So I, I've always dug that about the operative. And, I mean, I love the episode Out of Gas. But what nobody's talking about, the elephant in the room, is that Objects in Space is all over this list. And uh, I think that maybe that episode should be here instead of Out of Gas. So I'm going to vote for the operative. The operative takes the win, and we are on to our next fight. It is the introduction of River Tam versus Chinese phrases. And while Chinese phrases are cute, um, if it wasn't for the introduction of River Tam, I don't think Firefly would have gotten more than two episodes. And, and, and I say the introduction of River Tam because it was in all the goddamn trailers for the damn show was the damn box opening, and there's a girl there, buck-ass naked, and you're like, what the hell is this? I'm going to watch that show. And that was the hook to, that got people to watch. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, you, know, you know, I didn't even know it was a Joss Whedon show. I didn't know, you know, I, didn't, I wasn't a Buffy guy, but I, did, I had watched Buffy. So, uh, you know, I had no real connection to the guy. So I didn't know that it was a Joss Whedon show. I just saw it was a space show and there was a girl in a box and I wanted to know what the fuck it was about. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, the introduction of River Tam. Pat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't. Uh, when I first watched uh, Firefly, I had not seen any of those trailers. So for me, watching uh, watching the pilot, I did not. Uh, I did not know what it was when the when they got to the box. Is it guns? Is it drugs? Is it a government secret weapon? Is it chocolate? And no, it's a frozen girl. So it's it uh, was really great. Uh, I'm going to vote for uh, introduction River Tam. Uh, vote for the introduction of River Tam, Gary. Yeah, um, Chinese phrases um, are great. I love the way that uh, that it, it sort of brings together this idea of how the future was shaped. It was shaped by this eventual alliance of two superpowers, this uh, kind of conglomeration of the only two superpowers left on the planet. Um, and so you've got a bunch of white people walking around uh, saying things in Chinese. Uh, it was recently pointed out, I think, at the San Diego Comic-Con panel um, by one, an audience member who asked uh, Joss Whedon, okay, so you've got this future where there's Chinese people and, or the, the, where there's China and U.S. and uh, have come together and made this one big superpower and that's how the alliance was originally formed and people are going around speaking Chinese all the time as well as English. And so um, why aren't there any Chinese people on the show? 
And if you watch the show, there really aren't very many Asian people, even in the background. So I don't know if there's like a different part of the verse where all the Chinese people went and they were going to maybe go to that part of the verse in season three or something. But um, introduction of River Tam, even though, yeah, like you said, it was... Uh, it was in the, the preview for the show. It was what sold us this naked girl in a box. That episode didn't air until all, right before Objects in Space, I believe, um, because they, they canned that pilot and had them shoot uh, the train job instead. Uh, so it's what sold us on the show, but we didn't get to see it till almost the end. Uh, it's a great moment. And of course, it's a great character and a really fun, uh, uh, terrific actress that is sort of a geek icon now. Uh, so I'm going to go for the introduction of River Tam. Another vote for the introduction of River Tam, Mr. Formby. Um, I had never heard the story about Joss Whedon and the Comic-Con. Uh, did, did Joss Whedon even have an answer? Uh, you know, when I, I read somebody commenting on this, they didn't say what Joss Whedon's answer said, only that they were dissatisfied with it. So uh, apparently it wasn't a very good answer. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Joss Whedon fans disappointed in Joss Whedon. I never thought I'd see the day. So I'm going to go ahead and vote for the Chinese phrases because I uh, really enjoyed watching them flip back and forth between English and Chinese. It's, it's part of the feel of Firefly. It's part of uh, what made Firefly so unique and what made it really kind of rock. And, you know, strangely... This was an excellent way to get, like, at a backstory for the creation of a verse, like the universe. Uh, there was no scrolling. There was no giant exposition like, oh, well, you know, the Chinese and us, you know, we pushed off from Earth. It was none of that. You just saw the result. And that's one of my favorite things in science fiction is when a universe just feels lived in. And you don't talk about the origins of why we speak Chinese. We just speak in Chinese. And I think that's fantastic. So I'm going to go ahead and vote for the phrases. Uh, vote for Chinese catchphrases or Chinese phrases and uh, Kirky. Um, I have to admit, I watched the show wrong. Um, I actually watched Serenity before I watched Firefly, uh, just because I, I, it was like already all released, you know, by the time I got into it, and it's easier to get one movie DVD than a bunch of show DVDs, but uh. So with the introduction of River Tam, like it was still kind of mysterious what's in the box, what's in the box. But then they open it and show her and I'm like, oh, OK, that's his sister. That's when he rescued her. But it was still really interesting. Like uh, I why I don't know. It, it just the fact that I knew why she was in the box and who she was and what she was doing and everything that was going on. And it was still intriguing and I still wanted to watch it means that they must have done it right. Uh, the Chinese phrases are awesome. And like you said, the universe feels lived in because of them. I like that they never did subtitles for the Chinese phrases and yet you still got what they meant, you know, just because they said them with, with meaning and, that was pretty cool. I would not recommend actually saying them in China because no one knows what the fuck you're saying. I guess their pronunciation is off or something. Um, so uh, introduction of River Tam is my vote. Long bow. Uh, the introduction <laughs> of River Tam. Uh, 
is into the next round, and we are on to our next fight. Long Maus, Godzilla. Uh, Patrick, this one is yours. It is the ballot of Jane Cobb versus Blue Sun Corporation. Um, just real quick on the Chinese phrases. The reason there's no subtitles is because if they put the subtitles of some of those phrases, they it probably wouldn't allow the show on television. Or oh, they'd have to block. They, yes, they are really pretty bad, and they'd have or they'd have to block out half of the subtitles. Um, uh, Ballad Jane Cobb versus a Blue Sun Corporation. Uh, Ballad of Jane is very clever. It comes from one of my favorite episodes. Uh, but the Blue Sun Corporation is um hmm. i was gonna um i think i think i'm just gonna go for the ballad of jane cobb because it's uh it's from one of my favorite episodes a vote for the ballad of jane cobb gary you know it's uh it's funny that you should say that that argument went like that because the Blue Sun Corporation, it's something I really love about the show because um, it's probably the most undeveloped thing on the show. It's almost like the, they just got to the set and like, okay, we need some bad guys and it's, maybe there's an evil corporation and they've got blue hands and they're scary and I guess they're important and they affect the story and we'll figure it out later. <laughs> and even when you when you I think see it, like I the think basically right yeah specials and you read about like like the plans that they had for the future they don't really know what they what the blue sun corporation was about it, it's one of those hand wavy writerly well okay i guess uh, whatever uh i almost want to vote for it for that reason but the ballad of jane cobb when they start singing that it's so funny and the, the, I love the Adam Baldwin and his his dumbstruck reaction to all of that. His sort of like trying to be kind of intellectual and emotionally deep and sort of work out exactly what all that means. Um, and it's, God, I could watch that moment over and over again when they start singing that fucking song. And it's just so funny every time. So the Ballad of Jane Cobb. Uh, vote for the Ballad of Jane Cobb, Mr. Formby. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is absolutely the Ballad of Jane Cobb. I mean, th- this is a fantastic moment from the show, and it absolutely should get out of the first round. Another vote for the Ballad of Jane Cobb. Uh, Kirky. My argument with the Blue Sun Corporation is kind of the same as my argument with the Alliance. You know, I would love to learn so much more about them, but it just feel kind of flat. And that's probably the fault of, you know, one season. And you can't sing about the Blue Sun Corporation, but you can sure sing the Ballad of Jane Cobb. So I vote for that. Uh, vote for the Ballad of Jane Cobb. And I will very quickly throw a spite vote to the Blue Zone Corporation because fuck all of you. I don't. I, I didn't actually put the Blue Zone Corporation on the list. I, I just want to be spiteful. But the Ballad of Jane Cobb is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Gary, this one is yours. It is the Reverse versus Yosef Bridge. Um, okay. So... 
uh, Saffron, Bridget, uh, Yolanda, whatever they called her. Um, great character. Obviously, this is our the world's introduction to the awesomeness that is uh, uh, the beautiful Christina Hendricks, the beautiful and talented Christina Hendricks, because she's a terrific actress. Um, and she pulls that off brilliantly. But I'm going to go with a physical fight on this. So, uh, Reavers. Uh, vote for the Reavers, uh, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's how that would go down. Um, okay, the, 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 the thing is, is that the, the, all the villains on this list, and there are a lot of villains on this list for, um, for, for a best of. I'm just now realizing this. Uh, they're all getting panned for being underdeveloped unless they're the operative. Um, the, the Reavers uh, also, I guess, would follow the same logic. I'll have to see what the other fighters are saying. But, but you know, the, the rabid animals that just stared into the black until they went nuts and then they went after everybody. But we all know it's Miranda. Um, Yost Halfbridge is amazing. She's a fantastic character. Uh, the episode she appeared in is one of my favorites. Um, it's like that one, uh, Our Mrs. Reynolds, and Objects in Space. Those are my two most favorite ones, and they probably run neck and neck in my mind. So I'm going to have to vote for uh, Christina Hendricks. Yeah. Yosef Bridge. Um, Kirky. Uh, Yosef Bridge. Yosef Bridge. That's fun to say. I'm going to vote for her because she is just clever and brilliant and she she's like evil but not evil you know uh i just i really enjoy seeing her because she's like a fun bad guy you know it doesn't feel like anyone's lives are really at stake no one's gonna get murdered horribly but you know some shit is gonna go down if she gets her way um and yeah, it's just, it's fun to watch and it's cool to see, like, we have con artists in our world. They have con artists in their world. It's, I don't know, it, it, it makes the universe feel a little more real. Uh, vote for Yosef Bridge. Um, the Reavers are fun, top to bottom. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, Yosef Bridge is cute in the episode. She's in her nice. I'm not, I'm actually not really taking anything away from her, but there is nothing better than the blind terror that everybody has of the Reavers. When you know the Reavers are coming, everybody's like, holy shit balls. We've got to hide. We've got to get away. We've got We've, you, you got to run from the Reavers. There's no reasoning with the Reavers. There's no talking them down. Maybe. You might be able to outgun them or something, but you can't. They're the Reavers. They just keep coming. They're that unstoppable evil force that you can't reason with, and I've got to vote for them. It's all tied up. It comes down to you, Patrick. Which one takes the win? Um, uh, Yosef Bridge is really a very inventive character, very mysterious character, um, uh, a, a very good villain. I really, I really like the way, the way that she's portrayed. Um, the Reavers are just the general boogeyman for the for the show, um, uh, so um, 
I'm going to uh, vote for Yosef Bridge. Uh, Yosef Bridge gets a vote. Ugh. Reavers are much scarier. And, and, and they, it, she's not a villain. She's an antagonist. There's a difference. Uh, but Yosef Bridge, moving on. We're on to our next fight. Mr. Formby, this one is yours. It is Serenity, the movie, versus Mishka. Wow. So everything that happened in Serenity versus one, another villain. This is crazy. Everybody just really got into the villains on this show, I guess. Oh, uh, I do like me some Serenity, but you know what? I love me some Mishka. Mishka was a fantastic villain. I'm glad they brought him back around. Uh, and I'm really happy about that episode war stories where, uh, we get Mishka versus Mal and Wash together. It's some of the most rewarding moments. Uh, I would say better moments than we even got in the film. So I'm going to go with Mishka. A vote for Mishka. Uh, Kirky. I'm, I'm going to go for Serenity. I think the movie is fantastic. The, the, the story behind the movie is fantastic. Mishka is great because he's just kind of like a old Russian gangster who's going to kick your ass because you didn't do what he wanted. But you can get that character in a lot of movies or a lot of, you know, books and comics and things. Um, he didn't seem too much different from just the Godfather type character, you know. So uh, while he was great and the episodes with him are great. The, the the entirety of Serenity against him is like no contest for me. <laughs> uh, vote for Serenity. Um, yeah. The movie's great. Can't really say much about me. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go for the uh for the movie. Yeah, I'm just messing with people there by talking quieter and quieter, and now they're pissed because they turned up their iPods. I'm sorry, uh, but I am voting for Serenity because it is a fantastic movie and it has the operative and he's my all-time favorite villain. Uh, Patrick. Oh, did you vote for, I forget, did you vote for the movie or Mishka? The movie. The movie, okay. Um, it is a little bit unfair because it is uh, the entirety of the movie. It is a full movie that's answering all these questions versus uh, one villain. It was a very good villain, very entertaining. Those... Uh, uh, the um, the torture scenes and, and such and just the way I'll make you a deal and and uh, but uh, Serenity the movie is uh, a more full fuller um, uh, experience than than Mishka so I'm going to vote for Serenity the movie. I vote for Serenity, uh, Gary. You can't. Oh man, I was really hoping that this would be a tie when it got to me. Um, Mishka. Oh yeah, I think I think I put Mishka on the list. I don't remember if I didn't. I should have. Um, Mishka is not a cookie cutter villain. Uh, Mishka is a terrific character. Uh, Mishka is somebody that you could imagine having tea with right before he decides to castrate you for fun. And um, he always has his little reasoning and he's always very amused with his little reasonings. And, um, and he always seems to think he has the upper hand 
until he doesn't. And um, sure, you could say we've seen Russian gangster type characters before, and there's other things that you've seen these characters in. Uh, but you, you could say that about any character in any movie. You could say that about the operative. You could say that about a lot of things. Uh, you could say it about Captain Mal. That's a good point, Jared. That Yeah, Captain Mal is a character we have seen before. We have seen characters go through that. Uh, when you're talking about uh, writing and genre and, and television shows and movies, it's how you do it. It's how you add a new twist to it. It's how you make it interesting and fresh and fun again. Uh, it's how you take what it originally uh, was in its raw state and make it into something unexpected. And Mishka always surprised me. Um, even when uh, he was just doing what you expected him to do. And I think a lot of that is because of the actor, and, and, but a lot, of it, a lot of it is also because of the way it was written. Uh, and Serenity as a movie, of course, is great. I love the movie. I'm glad that we got it. Um, Joss Whedon knows how to reward his fans. Um, it's a little bit messy. There's some things that were kind of introduced there that seem sort of like little plot conveniences and contrivances and kind of see the, the man working behind the curtain in a few spots. And you know, that's, that's not typical of Joss Whedon. Usually you don't always see the man behind the curtain. Usually he can really keep, really keep those uh, films and movie and TV shows really well plotted. And, and uh, you don't see a lot of that clunky moments. Um, so I'm going to vote for Mishka because I love them both, and there's nothing clunky about Mishka. So even though it doesn't matter, I'm voting for Mishka. I'll vote for Mishka. But Serenity is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Kirky, this one is yours. It is the cancellation versus the girl's a witch. Yeah, but she's our witch. She is our witch. She's crazy, and she belongs to us, and we love her even though she's crazy. No, I can't vote for the cancellation. What a terrible thing to happen to the show. I'll vote for the quote. Uh, no, actually, it's the greatest thing in the history of the world that could have ever happened to this show. We are talking about this show 10 years after it's been canceled because it got canceled, because it didn't really have an opportunity to pump out a bunch of horrible fucking episodes. Because that's what most TV shows do when they go on too long. They go on longer and longer and longer. And then eventually you've got uh, Mal hooking up with, uh, what's her name, River Tam, because they have nowhere else to go. Like, literally, they'll introduce a kid character. They'll introduce the kid character and a dog. Like, seriously, the best thing that could have happened to this show was a cancellation because it also mobilized people to talk about this show. And now, 10 years later, you've got people dressing up in bad Firefly cosplay, talking about it and getting specials on fucking TV. When was the last show that had six episodes on the fucking air and got canceled? 10 years later, people are still talking about it, and they have thousands of people show up for fucking Comic-Con. Like, ser seriously, the best thing that could have ever happened to this show was to go out in a blaze of glory with a cancellation then rather die stagnantly two years down the line. Yeah, so we're not doing a best of Earth Final Conflict or best of Andromeda. See? See? I, I'm slow down there. Uh, w but I am voting for the cancellation. Uh, Patrick? Um, well, I, I, the two things. One is I sort of disagree because there are hundreds of shows that only go six episodes and get canceled. And we're not having conventions and we're not talking about them or having the best of. Uh, the other thing is, but you are right, the cancellation is what is, has really solidified the show as a cult 
as a cult TV show. Without the cancellation, you're right, it would have continued on and just have been another really good sci-fi show. Um, however, the, um, the girl is a witch. Yeah, but she's our witch. There is a lot in that line, in that situation. That is a great line because at that time, everybody has decided on the ship to accept everybody else at that moment. And that's the line that sums it all up. So I'm going to vote for the girl's a witch. Yeah, but she's our witch. Uh, Gary. Um, okay, I think you're right about the cancellation. I think one of the best things about it was, um, well, on one hand, the bad thing about it is that we didn't get a lot of the great episodes that were going to come after that. But uh, the good thing was we didn't get those dumb, mediocre filler episodes. I like the Buffy episode where everybody turns into a fish. Uh, you know, we didn't get any of that crap. Except for the episode that this line was from. This is probably the most mediocre, unmemorable, middling, plotting, lame episode that this show did. The line is cute. It's clever. Um, but one, as Jared said earlier, there are hundreds of better lines that came out of this show than that line, which came in a bad episode that the cancellation saved us from more of. So I'm going to vote for the cancellation. It is all tied up. It comes down to you there, Mr. Formby. Which one takes the win? Wow. This one's this close. Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah, I remember. Uh, okay. I remember how this fight all went together. The cancellation of Firefly, I believe, is one of the juggernauts on this list. I, I think it's going to go forward. I think it's going to lay waste to so many other things because it is beautiful and poetic. You know, live fast, die young, leave a good-looking box set. Cancellation. And the cancellation is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Uh, it is Private Tracy versus the Battle of Serenity Valley. Uh, hmm. I guess I'll go Private Tracy. He's okay. Or she's okay. Whatever. Fuck it. Uh, Patrick. Yeah, Private Tracy really is just okay. Although it is funny that he shows up pretending to be dead. And at the ep end of the episode, he is dead. And they can use the same coffin they had from before. But the Battle of Serenity Valley is uh, one of those lost causes. It's the, it's the end of um, uh, the, uh, the rebels and such. So I'm going to go for the uh, Battle of Serenity. Uh, Battle of Serenity Valley. Gary. Um, I agree. Private Trace is a great character. Um, I like that episode. I like that actor. That's a Joss Whedon regular, I think. He was in... I think he's the only actor to be in all of Joss Whedon's TV shows. So he's got to pop up on the S.H.I.E.L.D. show at some point uh, so that the, he can keep that streak going. Um, but the Battle of Serenity Valley um, is not only in a metafictional way, this lost cause, exactly what the show ended up being as a whole, this lost cause from which a great jewel uh, appeared in the universe or something poetic like that. Uh, but it, this, this, this thing that we only see a glimpse of in one episode, um, it informs who all these characters or how all these characters 
interact with each other. It explains why they're in the situation that they're in. Um, it explains the psychology of the two of the central characters, the protagonist, Captain Mal, and also Zoe. It explains their relationship, which is essential to just about every story uh, in, the, on, in the show, and especially the movie. And um, most of all, it is, it is an example of the, the failure from which these characters uh, emerge and, and hang their heads low in uh, resentment and, and self-doubt and is anything really worth it? Um, and then in the end, the, the question is not only answered at the end of Serenity, well, that yes, it is worth it, but if the Battle of Serenity Valley stands in for the war itself and how the war turned out and what it did to Mal, then it also ultimately saved his life and enabled him to succeed and at least put a dent in the alliance. Uh, because... That operative, uh, he's got that nerve pinch thing that he does that paralyzes you. And if it hadn't been for the war, for the campaign that they had lost um, with, uh, with, with this horrible battle that completely went against them, that nerve never would have you know, gotten moved uh, at the same time. Uh, you know, obviously, the, the, the Alliance wouldn't be controlling that part of space. So the thing that defeated him is also the thing that enabled him to succeed uh, and for everyone to succeed. So, um, so I think that's one of the most important things about this show. It's the most symbolic thing about this show, particularly since the movie and the ship itself they drive around in was named after it. So I'm going to go for the Battle of Serenity Valley. Uh, vote for the Battle of Serenity Valley. Jared. Um. What, what's the name of the character? Private, what's his name? Tracy. No Battle of Serenity Valley. No Private Tracy. Headshot. Boom. Uh, Kirky. Sorry, I can't figure out my mute. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I mean, if you don't have Serenity Valley, you don't have Tracy. Kind of. I don't know, beautiful in a way that Mal and Zoe feel the need to help and protect this guy, you know, years after the the battle was lost, you know, they still have that sort of camaraderie that they got in the army. But uh, the Battle of Serenity, it's just this great, you know, the good guys do not always win. The, uh, the rebels fighting for freedom do not always you know, get to overthrow the tyrannical government. Uh, just the disappointment you see when they think that the Calvary is coming to help them, but really Alliance ships are flying overhead. Just it's, it's heartbreaking and it does change them for the rest of the show. It's, you know, Mal still wears his coat, even though it's kind of dangerous for him too. Like, I think they're in the bar one time, this one guy's like, your coat is mighty brown. and but he wears it anyways, even though he knows it'll get him into trouble because it's it's something that he believes in. And just it's so it's a great, great battle and heartbreaking. And I love it very, very much. Uh, vote for the Battle of Serenity Valley and the Battle of Serenity Valley is moving on. 
We are at the last fight of the first round. Uh, Patrick, this one will be yours. It is the music versus Mike Ortiz's unknown pick, the person who has never seen an episode of Firefly but has watched the movie. What is your unknown pick, Mike? That, that is not true. I actually have uh, have seen the uh, the uh, the first episode that aired, and uh, I did start to watch the the pilot also. Um, my first choice here, the first thing I was going to put on here, uh, just to be a dick, was just going to be fuck fuck Firefly. Um, I know none of you would have voted for that. Um, plus, I, I want to try and, and not be negative here. So my net, my favorite thing about Firefly was actually uh, Paul Story's Geek Spite meltdown on Best Spaceship, where he actually started doing the You Took My Sky From Me. So in honor of that, I'm going to put the ship Serenity on the list. All right, the Serenity versus the music, Patrick. That one is yours. Hmm, that's a tough one. Um, when I was uh, building software, I quite often to drown out all the office noise, put on the headset, and I have a playlist contained by music from the game series and the music from Portal Two. Um, it really, uh, really um, sets a mood uh, that is just it's good for um, just sitting back and relaxing and just listening to the coming through that. Uh, it's also very simple. When music was written, it was written uh, with the idea there would be instruments that the people that left Earth for the system could carry with them. You know, just uh, so you just got the flute and uh, the violin, although they do have the piano in there once in a while. But it's really simple, but still the themes are really good. So I'm going to vote for the music of Firefly. A vote for the music of Firefly. Uh, Gary. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I enjoy the music um, a lot. I like the theme song. I like the... um, I like the the music and objects in space, the Peter and the Wolf style theme that they put for that. I like the music, uh, the dirge music at the end of the message. I thought the, the whoever the composer was, really creative guy. I really love him. Uh, Serenity, the ship. Oh, vote for the ship, uh, <laughs> uh, Jared. Yeah, the uh, the music is is really interesting, and it underscores the film language of the show really well. It complements the characters really well, um, but it is not the ship. The the ship, the, it's like when I hear people building like a life size Millennium Falcon, I'm like, eh. But if I they were building a life size Serenity, that'd be really really cool to walk around in because that that ship cobbled together from a completely unique look unlike anything else out there. It's just dynamic. It's wonderful. And it was one of my unknown picks before I had to choose something else. So I'm voting for the ship. A vote for the ship. Uh, Kirky. Now, I love the theme song, and I know you hate it. So, you know, it's very, very tempting for me to vote for the music uh, because it is just really cool, and it feels very, I don't know, Cowboys in Space is just, that, that that music does it for me. But the ship is just cool. And like by watching the show, you can kind of plot out 
every inch of the ship and you, the, the watcher, the viewer can, you know, figure out exactly what it looks like. The Millennium Falcon is a great ship and we know what it looks like from the outside and we know a couple areas on the inside, but you know, I would not be able to sit down and draw out the schematics just from watching the movies, uh, Star Wars, but you can do that with Serenity and it's just a very, very well put together set piece. And I think they actually built like the whole ship for the show, right? Like I think, I think the ship was actually sitting in a studio somewhere and they could actually climb inside. That might be wrong though. Cause I think I they did that for no. the movie. Uh, no, they? I thought it was. I thought it was they. They actually took the soundstage, and that was the ship. It was to size, wherever they went okay. was that size. Anyway, I don't know. I I just I remember hearing somewhere, and it could be wrong, that like the ship was actually built, and that's what they used to film it, and it made sense because you know every inch of the ship feels like it is connected to every other inch of the ship, even though it is totally like cobbled together from whatever crap parts Kaylee can pick up at. You know the ports that they stop at. So serenity. A vote for the ship. <clears throat> take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care. I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. Take me out to the black. Tell them I ain't coming back. Burn the land and boil the sea. You can't take the sky from me. Leave the men where they lay. They'll never see another day. Lost my soul. Lost my dream. You can't take the sky from me. I feel the black reaching out. I hear its song without a doubt. I still hear and I still see that you can't take the sky from me. Lost my love, lost my land, lost the place I could stand. <laughs> There's no place I can be since I found Serenity. And you can't take this guy from me. I'm voting for Serenity. Yeah, I'm voting for Serenity. I'm not voting for the music. It's a horrible theme song. <laughs> well, there's, there's more music than just the theme song. There's more music than just the theme song. I know, I know. I know, but I'm still voting for the Serenity because I, I actually like the ship a lot. I like the Lego Serenity somebody built recently. Uh, but the Serenity had already won this fight easily. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back right after this short message from Crazy Town McGee. There are people you do not want to upset in the world. The politically disenfranchised who, who feel that they have nothing to lose, those who feel that the time has come for revolution, then out on the edges beyond any of those are, are science fiction and fantasy fans whose favorite show has been canceled in an untimely way. Firefly was canceled by Fox in 2003 after less than one season on air. Making tribute movies is one way fans have tried to cope. Others vent at Fox on YouTube. Fox, 
Why is it that you seem to purposefully psychologically damage all of those who love Firefly? And many more engage in countless other gestures of support. I wanted to put something on my door, as I often do, that says, this is something that I'm with or I'm behind. Jim Miller is a professor of theater and speech at the University of Wisconsin, Stout. One day, he decided to display a Firefly poster outside his office. It's from the pilot episode of the show. One character is worried that this captain might harm him. Uh, I'm trying to put this as delicately as I can. How do I know you won't kill me in my sleep? You don't know me, son, so let me explain this to you once. If I ever kill you, you'll be awake. You'll be facing me, and you'll be armed. I posted it on Monday, and on Friday, I received an email from Police Chief Walters, the parking officer and, and chief of police of, of Stout's campus, saying, we have removed that poster. The chief wrote that it is unacceptable to have postings that refer to killing, and suggested passers-by might worry that Miller would kill them. Uh, no, this is so other side of the coin from any of that. It was the statement of this character who so eloquently says, I play fair. I will not sneak up on you. I will not bushwhack you. I will not ambush you. But the police chief didn't back down. In fact, she warned Miller that if he tried anything like that again, he could face criminal charges. I had said in my email, stop acting this way. This is the way that fascists act. So Miller put up a second poster. They tore that down and said I was a second offender violent threat on campus. At this point, Miller feared for his job, so he contacted FIRE, the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education. It was so obvious that these two posters were a threat to no one. Greg Lukianoff is president of FIRE, and for him, there was more to the case than defending free speech. I am a huge fan of Firefly. This is a fertile land and we will thrive. Fans of Firefly will appreciate this t-shirt. It actually incorporates a quote from the pilot. Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. When I found out about this case and realized this was an utter violation of Professor uh, Miller's uh, constitutional rights and realized it was also a case about Firefly, I could hardly believe that these two areas of my life were, were, were in the same space for a second there. What the police chief said in the first email to me was that First Amendment is not an issue here. She argued the posters constituted a threat and thus were not protected by the First Amendment. The, the definition of threats, as far as the law is concerned, is placing, uh, is placing someone um, in fear of bodily harm or death, and something that would place a reasonable person in, in, in that fear. Nothing about these posters meet that standard. And by watering down the definition so much, you, you, you give a free hand to any administrator to, again, shut down any speech they dislike. Lukianov says there's another danger to watering down the definition of threat. These are deadly serious allegations. These are the kind of allegations that could have ruined this professor's career. Fire sent the university a letter. It gave them the chance to back down, explaining that this wasn't even a close call as far as the First Amendment was concerned. Chancellor Charles Sorensen defended the university's response, saying this was not an act of censorship. This was an act of sensitivity, intended to maintain a campus climate in which everyone can feel welcome, safe, and secure. I knew they were utterly underestimating the power of the fans of Firefly. Fire also contacted the Board of Regents, but even that didn't make a difference. So, Lukianoff took to his computer to spread the word. He wrote an article for the Huffington Post, another for the Daily Caller, 
and Fire launched an all-out media blitz. This got on Gawker, this was on Reason. And they're tweeting and retweeting and posting things. Nathan Fillion, who's from the show, uh, who played the actual character who said the quote. Adam Baldwin, who was from Firefly. And then a legendary author threw his support behind the cause. When Neil Gaiman tweeted about this case to his 1.6 million Twitter followers, it was a game changer. I think really the power of social media is one of immediacy. Many companies, many establishments, um, many areas of authority fail to see just how fast information can get out these days. Gaiman was outraged by the case and tweeted about it before he realized that he knew the man at the center of the controversy. I cannot possibly imagine uh, anybody viewing a Firefly poster on the wall of Jim Miller's office and concluding from that that he is um, about to, to go postal. He's a theater geek. He's an incredibly nice man. He's an artist. I think what, what's disappointing is that the university administration backed their, their police officer rather than quietly taking her aside and pointing out that she had done something that was um, stupid, wrong, and that would embarrass all of them. And after receiving so many letters um, and, and, and so much uh, bad press, the university finally decided to back down. This isn't a story about me and, boy, uh, you know, blue meanies are coming after an individual. But the larger story is the important one. Something that really strikes me about this case is one of the reasons why we won it is because the case had a built-in constituency of fans of the show Firefly. But what's heartbreaking about this is we deal with hundreds and hundreds of cases like this that don't have a constituency. And you'd think and you'd hope that there was a constituency out there just for free speech. I think free speech on campus has to be important because the currency of a university is ideas. What they need to be, be doing is creating an environment that's safe for people to disagree, that's safe for them to be wrong, that's safe for them to question authority, that's safe for them to be able to say outrageous things and have those arguments that we desperately need to have. Because if they're not happening on our universities, they're not happening anywhere. Did you survive the con of wrath? Hey, this is Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek from treklandblog.com, and The Con of Wrath is both real history and the title of my documentary about it, the most glorious failure in Star Trek history. No, seriously, the ultimate fantasy, Star Trek's first rock concert of a show, Houston 1982, where the original cast, nationwide fans, and local crew all helped turn this incredible meltdown into a miracle. But what did happen that weekend, and do we even know why today? Well, you can read all about it at conofwrath.com and see how you can donate to preserve this wacky, wonderful corner of Trek history. All donors get a screen credit and rewards. Oh, and if you're a survivor, like Walter Caney, Carr Bennett, and Wendy Doohan, let us know your tales, too. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, I'm Jackson, coming from Jack's Meat Market, New Orleans, Louisiana. You're listening to The Geek Fight. <laughs> 
And we're back doing what we do every single goddamn week. Goddamn, a hundred and, well, a hundred and like 20 goddamn times coming at you with Jared Formby, goddamn fucking geek cred. God damn it. Damn it. Patrick, <laughs> what is your geek cred? Well, I'm still not able to convince my wife to let me say what I think is the most important uh, geek cred that I think that I have. Uh, I'm still working on her. Maybe, in a, maybe when I show up in a future episode, I'm still working on her. Maybe I'll be able to, uh, to give that. But right now, a geek cred is I listen to Firefly music while I develop software. Um, and I guess uh, for right now, that's good. Yeah, that's kind of hardcore because there's only like, I don't know, 14 hours worth of it. Max, no, I don't listen to the episodes. I listen to the music itself. You know, is this the music? Okay, okay. Just more than just more than more than just the theme song. No, I'm not talking about the theme song. I'm talking about the scores for each episode. Duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the the character stuff and all that. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. Scores, scores of scores. Um, uh, Gary, what is your geek cred, sir? I've often been accused of being incredulous, but never credible. Oh, that's, that's actually most geeks. Um, <laughs> uh, Kirky, long mouth. What is your What's geek cred? Um, I go to lots of conventions, make lots of cosplaying, good cosplay. Uh, I think I even did Firefly cosplay when I was back in high school, but I can't quite remember. Um, I'm actually also putting together a party room this year for Convergence, so that's pretty geeky because it's taking a lot out of my life. Uh, yeah. That's, that's all I got today. <laughs> Thank you very much. And the creator of Geek Fights Geek Cred, Jarrett Formby, what is your geek cred, sir? I am currently wearing a belt with all of the faces of the Avengers on it. I don't know that that's possible because it's like a couple hundred people. You mean just from the just movies? Just the ones from the movies. Mm. All right. I'm, I'm just Joss saying. Whedon movie. The Joss Whedon movie? I, I the thought it was. Avengers Joss Whedon movie. The, Joss Whedon one. did that? Joss Whedon did that movie. Get the fuck out of here. That was Joss? Yeah. Yeah, I'm bringing that up right now. No shit. You know, I don't, I really don't follow him at all. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. He did this other thing, the Firefly thing. He did the Buffy thing, the Avengers thing. That's his new thing. What, why? Why did you drop out Dollhouse? Huh? Wait, no Dollhouse love. Nobody. Nobody saw Dollhouse. Nobody saw Dollhouse. Although no, it got no. two seasons. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, know. There's no two. best of Dollhouse, is there? There no. never will be. <laughs> no. Best thing that ever happened to Dollhouse was that it got canceled, and I mean that literally. I'm not even. No, talking the best about thing was uh, Eliza Dushku in uh, S and M gear. Uh, no, actually, I think the schoolgirl outfit was pretty nice when she did that. The, oh, what, what was that? Schoolgirl or was it Naughty Teacher? It doesn't matter. She dressed like a whore for that show, and that was why that show was great. What you were going to say something, Patrick? Me? No, I'm just. Uh... Paying attention. I just, I just heard your microphone move. Like, right as I said, she dressed like a whore. You were but oh, wait, I was going to say something positive. Well, well, I won't admit that that, game, that, that did uh, uh, pique my attention, but uh, uh, no, just listening. The, be the best part of that show was that they were mindless drones. That it, well, They were mindless sex slaves is what all of them were. 
But let's talk about the show prior to Dollhouse and let's continue into the fights. Uh, Gary, this one is yours. It is Jane's Nick Cap versus the Alliance. Hmm. You know, strangely enough, I had a lot to say about the Alliance in the first round. Not a lot to say about Jane's Nick Cap. But I don't have a lot to say about either of them now. I think we already said everything that needed to be say, said about the Alliance. Uh, the Alliance. Uh, vote for the Alliance, Mr. Formby. Uh, I'm going to vote for Jane's Nick Cap because uh, it was given to him by his mom. And uh, the fact that you never think Jane might have a mom and that he might be sweet on her is a really sweet uh, character dichotomy. So I'm going to go ahead and vote for the Cap. Although I want to congratulate the Alliance for beating the shit out of Castle. Thank you. Wow, might make me want to change my vote back. Uh, Kirky? Um, I can go to the store and buy Jane's hat, but I can't go to the store and buy the Alliance. So I'm going to vote for Jane's hat. Oh, vote for Jane's hat. Uh, yeah, Jane's hat is part of a uh, bad cosplay for me because there are a lot of people who will just buy the hat and pretend that they're Jane. Yeah, there's a lot of dudes just wearing the hat. Yeah, just th- that, and I'm Jane. Like, really? You're not Jane. You're not Jane at all. Like, you're not even close. You don't like get to Jane- be Superman just wearing the cape. Y- you know, that's right. You, you don't get to wear it, be Superman just wearing the cape. Uh, the Alliance, the Alliance, it, it, they aren't. Like like you guys were saying, they aren't the bad guy, but they are the bad guy. They're but because they're slow and I, I like that. I like that the alliance is not really the bad guy. Uh, more more off, the the crew of Firefly or the crew of Serenity is actually the bad guy. Like if you're actually paying attention to it, they're the people who are working outside the system against the system. Now, granted, it's the system we may or may not agree with, but that's what they are. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for the alliance. And it's all tied up. It comes down to you there, Patrick. Which one takes the win? Well, uh, I believe it's that Jane's neck cap is really based on a style in Central Asia. And uh, it's really nice. Keeps the ears really nice and warm. Uh, And in fact, I believe that you can go to the store and buy caps that are similar to that today. uh, But they're just not called Jane's cap. Um, And the alliance is not as developed as Jane's cap doesn't have as rich a history as Jane's cap. It uh, doesn't really affect us in the real world as much as Jane's cap does. So I'm going to vote for Jane's cap. And Jane's cap is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Jarrett, this one is yours. It is Miranda versus Captain Mal. Okay. Miranda versus Captain Mal. Um, man. See, you know, this is the thing. Um, I, I don't like doing these best ofs when there's like such a giant thing like Captain Mal there. Like, I mean, what, what, how are we, what, nothing, nothing. I predict Captain Mal's going to go through all the way to the end because what can really beat him? I mean, Miranda can't beat him. So all I can do is vote Mal forward and uh, go ahead and, um, attach the Andromeda character trance to Mal that she may ride his coattails and become the best of Andromeda on this very same day. Uh, vote for Captain Mal. Uh, Kirky. 
Uh, yeah, Captain Mouth's just so wonderful and great, and I love him, and he's dashing, but he's a jerk, but he's a nice jerk, and Miranda is a cool subplot, but Captain Mal is, like, he's the man. I'll vote for Captain Mal. See, Jared, you, you are thinking way too logically about this thing. You're right. Captain Mal is great. And how can anything beat Captain Mal? Very easily by voting against Captain Mal, regardless of what he's up against. <laughs> Just willy nilly. Don't, don't ever forget Spite. Spite is a beautiful, beautiful option. And uh, I, 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 I will take this option uh, just to, to, because you guys hate uh, Castle. Like, fuck you guys. I love Castle. I think Castle's great. I'm voting for Miranda. Also because that was a nice thing that happened in the movie. I liked Miranda. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, Miranda. Patrick. Well, Miranda, it just seems to be, a, uh, ends up being a planet with really nice buildings full of dead people. So I think uh, since Mal is able to survive, I'm going to vote for Captain Mal. Boo! A vote for Captain Mal and Gary. Damn it. Once again, I was really hoping this would be a tie. Um, maybe I can get somebody to change their vote because um, Captain Mal, I love him. Uh, I also love science fiction and hiding a planet in a person's head is about as science fiction as it gets. So I'm going to say Miranda, a planet that was hidden in a person's head over Captain Mal. Uh, Vote for Miranda. Man, what amazing logic you just dished there, Gary. Maybe I should change my vote to Miranda and defeat Captain Mal. But alas, I have now attached trans to Captain Mal, and I can't vote against trans. <laughs> and uh, you can't see this, most of you, uh, but Jared has changed his uh, Skype picture to the belt buckle of the, the Avengers. But uh, yeah, Captain Mal is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Kirky, this one is yours. It is Shepard Book versus Jubal Early. I'm I'm still going to go with Shepard on this. I still think that he's a fantastically cool character. Um, Jubal early was interesting. It was a great episode, but he's just not Shepard book. Uh, vote for Jubal or uh, sorry, Shepard book. I, you know, it was funny. I was hoping you would go just a little bit longer. So I could pull up the character name of uh, what he had in Law and Order, so I could vote for that guy, and, <laughs> and not Shepard Book, because still fuck Shepard Book. I really don't like Shepard Book. I don't know why. He just rubs me the wrong way. Maybe because he's religious. But um, I'm I'm voting for Jubal Early. Jubal Early. I, I actually enjoy the character. That's actually the episode I've seen most recently because it was during the. The uh, Christmas Day Marathon. Was there a Christmas Day Marathon? It was around Christmas uh, Marathon or Firefly when I was in my drunken up for two and a half days haze. I watched Firefly on Science Channel. And that was one of the episodes I remember most clearly. And it was actually really, really good. So, And, and I like Jubal Early way better than I like Shepard Book. So I'm going to go with Jubal Early. 
Patrick. Well, there is a question as to how religious uh, Shepherd Book really is, because uh, that in that episode where River, where we were seeing River reading everyone's thoughts, there was his thoughts were bringing into question his religiosity. Uh, however, Shepherd Book can really freak um, River Tam out by just letting go of his hair, and she. She just has to crawl away and hide in the corner of the ship when he just lets that stuff go. So I'm going to go for uh, Shepherd Book. A uh, vote for Shepherd Book, Gary. Um, I don't think that moment was really intended to call into question Shepherd Book's religiosity. I think it was meant to point out that there was a lot of conflict going on deep inside that guy's head. Um, that whatever he was before he became a shepherd was still there and it was still eating away at him and it was still fighting that, uh, that very centered, very faithful part of him. Um, I like Shepard Book the most because he is the most centered character next to maybe Inara. And he really keeps everybody grounded, uh, as does she. They're kind of like the mom and dad odd couple of the show. Um, and you've got uh, Mal, who's sort of the prodigal son, and everybody else who just sort of, um, you know, is lost and and distressed, and and uh, and they always those two characters, and particularly Shepard Book, always seem to keep everybody in the in the material world. It doesn't doesn't let them get lost in their own heads, and uh, that's also something really interesting for. Uh, a religious character who doesn't um, who doesn't tell people to look into the mysterious and the ether and the and the the afterlife or whatever, but keeps everybody looking at what's right in front of their face. So um, I love Jubal Early, one of my favorite characters, great villain. But Shepherd Book has to take this; he's just terrific. A uh, vote for Shepherd Book and Mister Formby. Jubal Early would object to you calling him Shepherd Book the whole time, Damon, because he said, that ain't a shepherd. So I'm going to vote for Shepherd Book. A vote for Shepherd Book. His name was Paul Robinette. I will miss him. He spent 69 episodes on Law and Order. 69 episodes. That is, let me do the math in my head, um, 100 times more episodes than were ever made of Firefly. So, um, yeah, but Shepherd Book is moving on. We are on to our next fight. It is Mal almost shooting Jane out of an airlock versus the shooting style. And uh, yeah, it, it's going to be Mal almost shooting Jane out of an airlock. That's uh, That gets my vote. Patrick? Oh, it's a tough one because the shooting style is really, really good. And I'm always impressed whenever I watch the show. However, and, and it has been copied by a lot of other shows. However, the um, scene where... Uh, Mal almost gets shot out of the airlock is is just so good. I just like to watch that over and over again. So I'm going to go for uh, Mal shooting Jane out of the airlock. Mal shooting Jane out of the airlock gets another vote. Gary. Yeah, you know, I've been on this show, I think, four or five times, and I've never actually resorted to geek spite, but I'm going to now. Because I agree, shooting style, innovative, blah, blah, blah. But it beat River is the ship. And I made that brilliant argument for River is the ship that was totally right and totally kicked 
the shooting styles as, but all of you unimaginative, unphilosophical people did not go for it. And so out of spite, I'm going to vote for Mal shooting Jane out of an airlock. Uh, don't forget the extra spite of Mal shooting Jane out of an airlock beating Wash. True. <laughs> uh, Jared? Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and vote for Mal shooting Jane almost out of an airlock um, because the shooting style on that sequence was fantastic. <laughs> and Kirky. Um, I mean, really? Like, the Mal shooting Jane out of the airlock is a great moment. It's absolutely fantastic. But would it be as good without the cinematography? You know, or or you take that one great moment and put it up against all the other fantastic moments that were created because of the shooting style of the show. So I am going to vote cinematography or shooting style or making pretty pictures with a camera. Or the thing that's losing. Yeah, well, suck it. <laughs> Mel shooting Jane, almost shooting Jane out of an airlock, is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Pat, this one is yours. It is the operative versus the introduction of River Tam. Oh, oh, that's an easy one. The uh, the introduction of River Tam for me is always uh, is is uh, for me was a great experience when it came on the show. The operative is just another guy that. Uh, Feels he's it's uh, it's a civic duty to again to cleanse society. So I'm going to go for the introduction of River Tam. A vote for the introduction of River Tam, Gary. Come on, the operative. One word, the operative, Jared. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and vote for the operative this round as well. Um, I I didn't vote for the introduction of River um, last round. And I haven't heard anything really compelling that makes me want to stick with it or, or consider it this round. So I'm just going to have to stick with the, the operative. Another vote for the operative. Kirky. Also voting for the operative. You know, as, as great as naked ladies are, I'm just going to have to vote for uh, a character over a moment. Uh, another vote for the operative. And I was going to, like, pull out the actor's name. <laughs> And I pulled it up. I'm like, oh, that's right. I don't know how to pronounce that. Like, I could pronounce it if, if, if you were to say it to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could repeat that back. But reading it. Chewetelogia like, 4. Yeah, see, I still can't pronounce that. Jesus Christ. I'm still voting for the operative. What was that name again? Chewetelogia 4? Chewetelogia 4. Chewetelogia 4? What? He's going to hate me. He's going to come and kill me. But the operative is moving on to the next round. We are on to our next fight. Gary, this one is yours. It is the Ballad of Jane Cobb versus Yosef Bridge. Oh, that's right. Reavers lost. Oh, man. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't really see either of those things being the best and I know I can't request R2-D2 to decide anymore because I, I love them both Ballad of Jane Cobb uh, vote for the Ballad of Jane Cobb Jared I'm going to vote for Yosef Bridge 
and um, the legend of Earth that was, or the myth of, of Earth that was. I like that one. A vote for Yosef Bridge. Uh, Kirky. I'm voting for the Ballad of Jane because my love for that song ain't hard to explain. A vote for the Ballad of Jane. I am going to use Mike Ortiz logic. This is the first time I've ever said Mike Ortiz logic, but I'm going to use Mike Ortiz logic and say that the Ballad of Jane Cobb would make a better outro song than Yosef Bridge. <laughs> so I will be voting for the Ballad of Jane Cobb and Patrick. Yeah, but he could even he could still use it if he wanted to. Um, I like that. I like that scene where um, Mal shows up on the planet to do some business, and he's there just as they're having a wedding, and uh, the leader of the community is there with this little diminutive wife all, you know, dressed in white or whatever she is. And he walk, and Mal walks up. They look, uh, they look at each other. They recognize each other. And then she kicks his butt. So I'm going to vote for Yosef Bridge. A vote for Yosef Bridge. But the Ballad of Jane Cobb is moving on into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Jared, this one is yours. It is Serenity the Movie versus The Cancellation. Wow. This this has actually been a physical fight, hasn't it? Um, but there's just something a little more hopeless about the cancellation, you know, whereas the movie brings the hope. Um, man, I just I just I just can't get over um, the cancellation being on the list, and I actually do agree. I, I love the fact that it that you know I, mean, I hated it at the time. I was an avid viewer. I wanted more, 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 more of this. But now that it's like ten years past, I'm like. It's kind of cool that it went out when it did. And I'm glad we got the movie. And now here it is, the cancellation versus the movie. Um, oh, crap. I'm, I'm going to say it. No cancellation, no movie. So the cancellation. Uh, vote for the cancellation. Kirky. I'm going to argue that just because... Uh, or if Firefly was not canceled, I think it still would have been a great show. There are fantastic shows that were not canceled that we still talk about today. So, you know, Firefly was good. It was really, really good. I think the cancellation came early. You know, I, I think that you could make an argument um, for the cancellation if it came after the third season. You know, but I I think that it just came, you know, way, way too early. Serenity wouldn't have definitely wouldn't have come around without the cancellation. But I think that they were able to work with it and kind of wrap up so many things with with very little. They were given very little to try and answer many questions and not all the questions got answered, but. They, they, they still put out a fantastic movie that just felt, I don't know, it was, it was a good, um, I, I can't even think of the word, uh, uh, closure for a really, really shitty situation, which was the cancellation. A vote for the movie Serenity. Um, I will say this. Uh, Jared Formby stole my thunder right off the bat because I was going to say no cancellation, no serenity because th there is no movie without the cancellation. But Dollhouse, 
26 episodes, something like that. It had about 20 episodes, 26 episodes. It's canceled four years ago. How many people are walking around conventions dressed up as those dollhouse characters, even though there's really no cosplay that you can really do from dollhouse, but dollhouse was a show that was allowed to survive. And now four years later is virtually dead. It was also made by Joss Whedon. The other show was made 10 years ago, only had six episodes, see the light of day, got canceled, and we are still talking about it today, and they have huge events. I believe firmly in my heart that without the cancellation, the show would have faded into faded away because people did the passion to bring this show out was brought up by the cancellation. Without the cancellation, you don't have the passion of the fans going, why did you cancel this? It just fades away like most science fiction shows, like most TV shows do, good or not, they fade away. Cancellation is a point that that people are able to go, holy shit, this got canceled, and it's an anger point. It's a rallying, rallying cry. The cancellation is the absolute best thing that could have ever happened to Firefly, with the exception of, the cancellation of Firefly. But I'm voting for the cancellation because without the cancellation, no fucking movie. Uh, Patrick. Well, um, I remember when, or I was too young for this, but uh, when the original series of Star Trek was first out, um, its ratings were low and it was only allowed to go for, was it three seasons? Something like that. And it was only when it was in reruns, that it really caught on as everybody recognizing it as this great show. The same thing would have happened with uh, Firefly. Star Trek, all, all the versions of Star Trek have terrible episodes, but the vast majority and the core of the show was really, really good. And just like Star Trek, if it would have gone for three, four seasons, even if it was canceled after that, it would have come back in reruns, and everyone today would still be talking about the show. And we would have a, we would have a worst of episode of Firefly. So I think that it's not the cancellation that's important. Um, the Serenity movie, I think, is stronger. So I'm going to vote for Serenity movie. I'll vote for the Serenity movie. I'm, I'm, go- I'm going to say something to that, because you're also talking 1960s and 70s television, where there's only a total of five or six TV channels. So it has the ability to grow in syndication, whereas today you don't really have that. It is all tied up. Gary, it comes down to you. Which one takes the win? You know, Damon, I think that there should be dollhouse cosplay at conventions. And it would be awesome, and I'll tell you why. Because you would basically just need a group of young brunettes, dress them like they're in a themed porno, and release them onto the floor, and uh, and you've got your dollhouse cosplay. Uh, anyway, I hate that argument, the um, the routine uh, argument of uh, well, the, without this you don't have this. I think that's the laziest thing that that anybody uses to argue for a point on this show. But actually, this is the only time where it really seems to work for me. <laughs> Like, I really, like, no cancellation, no serenity, just like, I think it really, really works for me in this situation. I think that that's exactly, like, the, I think Jared's right. I think the cancellation is a juggernaut here. Like, you, it's really hard to argue against 
the cancellation. It, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> like in retrospect, and it's so like the show works so organically, uh, even though it's really incomplete. Like its incompleteness is very organic, and the cancellation is sort of what brought that about. It's got to be a cancellation. And the cancellation is into the next round. Yes, we are on to our next fight. Kirky, this one is yours. It is the Battle of Serenity Valley versus the ship. Well, you cut out there. Um, I am going to vote for the ship because the ship is awesome. The ship was in every episode. The Battle of Serenity Valley, while it affected the characters and it affected every episode, you didn't get to see it and you didn't feel like you could play with it. So I'm voting for the ship. That's what she said. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, this ship is awesome. It's it's it, it, it's what it, 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 it's one of those things when I see it and I see something cool like the Lego thing that I, that I posted on Geek Fights like a month ago, or you know any other time they make a toy of it or something like that. It's like that's really neat. You know that never would have happened without the cancellation. I'm voting for the ship though. I'm voting for the ship, Patrick. What I what I like about the what I like is that the um, the ship was like a real ship. It was like a like a used car. It kept breaking down. Things kept falling off of it. They kept having to figure out how can you keep it going after something is broken. And when something does break, such as out of gas, what do you do? How do you fix it? How do you get the spare parts? Um, I'm gonna go for the ship because the ship is actually a lot of fun as uh, as a character in the show. The ship. Another vote for the ship, Gary. Um, okay, the best thing about the ship, I think, is the fact that, like the shooting style, it's this um, very innovative look uh, for a show. And you spend so much time on the show in the ship that, um, that having this really rusty, broken down, leaky, uh, dingy dirty, messy, shit flying everywhere kind of environment. That was something really new to science fiction, that whole sterility, the cleanness of the future uh, in most science fiction um, was such a, it was such a cliche that I think most people took it for granted. And it probably contributed a lot to the reason why people even science fiction fans at the time were kind of turned off by the idea of the show. Is it science fiction doesn't look like this? Um, but I disagree with Kirky's point that um, the Battle of Serenity Valley isn't in every episode. It is in every episode. It's in every moment of the show. Uh, it, it informs everything that you have to understand about this show, these characters, these stories. Um, and uh, of course, it's the ship is named after the Battle of Serenity Valley, and I'm gonna fucking do it again. Uh, you know, I think that argument actually works really well right here. <laughs> no Battle of Serenity Valley, no Serenity. So fuck me, Battle of Serenity Valley. Uh, vote for the Battle of Serenity Valley and Mister Formby. Something that was hasn't been pointed out yet is that Serenity is like the only fictional spaceship that actually has. Um, a bathroom or a way to go to the bathroom. Um, I enjoy the inside of the ship. I enjoy uh, that there's no elevators. I like that it's all ladders. I like that it's all stairs. Um, I like that the uh, grading uh, on the floor 
turned into a of the cargo bay turned into a shooting problem when they wanted to bring a bunch of cows in there and they can't walk on a pattern like that. So they had a CGI cows. CGI cows should have been on the list. Um, I'm going to go ahead and vote for the ship. And the ship is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Hey, are we? Yeah, we are. It's for a spot in the final four. It is Jane's knit cap versus Captain Mal. Um, Captain Mal is not Jane's knit cap. I will be voting for Jane's knit cap. Patrick? Uh, same here. Uh, Jane's knit cap, again, you can, you can go and pick up something very similar to it. So I'm going to go for Jane's knit cap. Another vote for Jane's knit cap. Gary? Jane's knit cap is going to win this fucking show, isn't it? That's, that's just what's going to happen. <laughs> Jane's knit cap. <laughs> All right. It's cute. And you know what? I'm going to vote for it. You know why? Because I would love to see Trance wearing Jane's knit cap and nothing else. So, Jane's knit cap. But who wouldn't want to see a beautiful naked woman? A vote for Jane's knit cap. Jared? Uh, that, that's a powerful argument. Um, trance in the cap. Um, made even better when you consider it's purple trance and not the new trance. So, oh gosh, trance going to the end. Um, the knit cap. Oh, I'm, I'm voting for uh, Captain Mal. Trance. Uh, vote for Captain Maltrance. Uh, Kirky. Well, this is easy. Would I rather have a sexy pinup picture of Captain Mal or of the knit cap? Definitely the knit cap. <laughs> and the knit cap. <laughs> you do realize it's because most of the people recording this live in snow. <laughs> And we're like, oh, a nice knit hat. That works really well in this kind of weather. And, and, and it is winter. It is winter right now. But Jane's knit cap has beaten Captain Mal. Jane's knit cap is into the final four. We are on to our next fight. Patrick, this one is yours. It is Shepard Book versus Mal almost shooting Jane out of an airlock. Mm. Um, again, I'm still taken by Shepard Book's hair. So I'm going to go for Shepard Book. A vote for Shepard Book. Gary. Um, you know, I've, I've made a lot of uh, arguments for Shepard Book thus far in the show. And I can't really... I have to say that like Joss Whedon, I am an avowed atheist. Um, I, I fully believe that there is no God. Uh, there's nothing else but this... Uh, empty, rolling, yawning, expanding universe of chaos, and that's it. Um, but at the same time, I'm really, I really don't like other atheists. They actually kind of piss me off, mostly because they don't know what they're talking about when they talk about religion. And there are, and I've known a lot of people in my life like Shepard Book, um, who I respect and who... I totally understand and do not resent them for their beliefs at all. I don't think that there's a, 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 a this um, a schism between uh, a religion and logic or religion and science that a lot of people try to paint it. And so more than anything, more than any other character in this story, I appreciate who Shepard Book was and what Joss Whedon did with that character. 
more than just this really admittedly great moment. Uh, uh, one of my favorite moments on the show, one of the best moments on the show, but it's got to be Shepard Book. Uh, vote for Shepard Book, Mr. Formby. Um, one of the things that, um, uh, you know, it's really easy to forget about when it comes to trans is that once she's dead, she can come back again. So I'm going to be voting for uh, Captain Mal almost shooting Jane out the airlock because it's the new trans. You keep picking the losing horse. Uh, a vote for Captain Mal almost shooting Jane out of the airlock. Kirky. I'm going to vote for Shepard Book because that 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 scene was great because you see a more human side of Jane even... Uh, sorry, I can't talk. A more human side of Jane, even if just for a moment. But Shepard Book seems to sort of kind of change people in small ways, make them nicer. And it it seems like the religion that he's trying to push is more like the the message and the wisdom than the actual like fanatic religion. And, you know, I can appreciate that. He he seems like an incredibly wise man. He knows a lot and has obviously done a lot, and he's just interesting. The Mal almost shooting Jane out of the airlock scene was fantastic, but if it wasn't in the show, the show would still be great. I think that if Shepard wasn't in the show, it would feel like it was missing something. A uh, vote for Shepard book. Uh Devout atheist? Isn't that an oxymoron? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But um, I hate Shepard Book. I don't like him. I vote against him. It doesn't make any difference. Shepard Book is in the final four. We're on to our next fight. Gary, this one is yours. It is the operative versus the ballad of Jane Cobb. The operative. One word answer, the operative. Jared. Two words. This is crazy. The, the, <laughs> the operative. Fuck you. Um, it's, it's two words. Um, the operative um, versus um, the Battle of James, uh, Jane Cobb. Uh, you know, I haven't voted for... Wait, have I? I think I voted for the Jane Cobb thing before. I'm going to go ahead and vote for it again, even though the operative is this awesome thing from um, the movie. Uh, I do love me some, some Ballad of Jane. Um, and I think that um, Jane's song versus Jane's hat would be an excellent finale. Uh, vote for the Ballad of Jane Cobb. Uh, Kirky. That was my reasoning as well. I want it to come down to Jane versus Jane. Jane all day, every day. Although nobody put Jane on the list, oddly enough. <laughs> Uh, I'm not getting off the horse that is the operative. Uh, the, the introduction of the operative is one of the most badass introductions of all time. I, I love how he comes in, and when he kills the guy, there's so much uh, compassion to it. He's like, oh, be quiet. It'll be over quickly. Like, oh, I love him. I love the operative. I'm voting for the operative. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Patrick. Which one takes the win? Well, I have to admit that uh, I would much rather sing the ballad of Jane Cobb and watch the operative stalk the crew. So I'm going to vote for the uh, the ballad of Jane Cobb. 
And the Ballad of Jane Cobb is in the final four. And for the final spot in the final four, Jared, this one is yours. It is the cancellation versus the serenity herself. Wow, this is tough. This is really tough because um, the ship is absolutely probably my favorite ship. It's like that. Um, and then uh, there's Moya. And then there's like the Enterprise. And then, then there's uh, the Andromeda. Okay, I guess maybe I do love too many ships. So I'm going to throw my weight behind the cancellation because uh, in the end, it's one ship among many that I love so much. But the cancellation is particularly poetic when it comes to this show. It's particularly true. And I, and I think Gary said a lot when he said that it, it brought like this organic quality to the show. You consider on what if the show like all day long now because because there's so little out there about it, and it actually kind of pisses me off when there's new stuff. Like I don't like that there's comic books. I'm like, ah, oh, leave Shepard Book alone. He's great where he is, where I can just fill it in myself. I'm I just I like that it's gone, and I'm glad it went out early. So the cancellation, please. A uh, vote for the cancellation, Kirky. I'm going to, I've said everything I want to say about the cancellation and about Serenity, except for one thing. You keep saying, like, uh, Joss Whedon's other shows, Dollhouse went on for too long, Buffy went on for too long, Angel, and I completely agree with those. But how can you compare Firefly to Dollhouse? Like, and now I, I haven't seen Dollhouse, I've only heard about it and read reviews and shit, but, like, how can you compare the quality of the show that was Firefly to a bunch of blank sex dolls who don't want to be sex dolls sometimes, but actually don't have an opinion because they're sex dolls. Like, I, I feel like if Firefly was not canceled, it would do well uh, because it is not like Joss Whedon's other shows. It's, it's so much more. So um, yeah, I am definitely voting the ship because without the cancel, you would still have a show without the ship well it would just be like six people floating in space and that would be really weird a vote for the ship um the cancellation the reason why i put the cancellation on the list it, it, uh, and and you comparing it to the other things and all that good stuff it what it did was it brought forth the passion for this show that I don't think would have been there two or three years down the line. And this show could have faded away like many other science fiction shows, like many other TV shows, no matter how good or bad they are, they, 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 they fade away. But because this show was taken away from people so abruptly and people got so angry and so passionate about it, you heard about Jared writing letters about this show. He'd only seen six episodes. Yes, it could have been much better. It could have been. We don't know. But we do know that the cancellation stoked a fire under a lot of people's bellies. And now, today, 10 years later, wait, 11 years later, we're talking about this show. This science fiction show that had six episodes that aired and 13 episodes made. One movie. It got a fucking movie without the passion that people brought forth because of the cancellation, this show would be non-existent. It would have faded 
and nobody would care about it, and we wouldn't be talking about it today. I'm going to vote for the cancellation. Patrick. So, uh, this, from what you said, or what you've been saying, this could almost be a conspiracy from the Fox executives. The genius of their marketing is they figure, hey, this is a great show. If we cancel the show, we can make a lot of money selling DVDs and making a movie and doing the, all this stuff, selling merchandise or whatever they're doing. Um, so that's possible. However, I do like the ship and I'm a little bit disappointed with the cancellation. Even if that is their strategy, it's not a strategy that I So I'm going to vote for the ship. A uh, vote for the ship. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Gary. Which one takes the win? Oh, finally, I got my tie. I've been wanting this the whole time. This is the third time, I think, that I go last. And the first time that I got the tie that I wanted. So this is how it's going to go. Um, I agree with everything Damon said about the cancellation. And I agree with everything Kirky said about the ship. Um, so what it comes down to is that the Battle of Serenity Valley should be going up against the cancellation, and it's not because of that fucking ship. So I'm going to vote out of Geek Spite again and break this tie and go for the cancellation. Boom. Uh. And the cancellation is in the final four. We've got Jane's Nick Cap versus Shepherd Book and the Ballad of Jane Cobb versus the Cancellation. Yep. None of these things anybody thought would be in the final four of Best of Firefly. It was going to be Jane, it was going to be the ship, and it was going to be Captain Mal. But we're always wrong, like always. Kirky, this fight is yours. It is Jane's Nick Cap versus Shepherd Book. I have to recover from my heart being broken. Um... <laughs> Oh, God, I want to vote for Jane's hat just so it can be Jane versus Jane. But Shepard Book, the character and everything he is in the series and the movie, is definitely better than the moments we got with Jane's hat. Even though it's a great hat. My, uh, my friend actually has the hat, and it's so warm and comfortable that you don't even care that you're wearing a goddamn pom-pom. But Shepherd Book has to have my vote. Oh, vote for Shepherd Book. And I am a devout, devout, and I will be voting against Shepherd Book. Against Shepherd Book. That's it. My vote is not for Jane's Nick Cap, although it happens to go for Jane's Nick Cap. I'm just voting against Shepherd Book. I dislike Shepherd Book. I don't know why. Patrick. Um, I'm going to vote for uh, Shepherd Book, but uh, when it comes to my head hurt. Is a physicist out there who is actually trying to prove that we're living inside of some large uh, simulation, which would really be uh, either atheist or not atheist. Either way, I'm going to vote for Shepard Book. A vote for Shepard Book. Your Skype was cutting in and out there for a second. Did you say that you have a friend that's trying to prove that we're in some sort of simulation? I heard that with physicists who was trying to prove that we're actually living inside of a simulation. And because there are some laws of physics that just don't make sense unless we're living inside of a simulation. 
Uh, you cut it out again. That's okay. I did catch that you <laughs> voted for Shepard Buck. <laughs> um, Gary. Um. Oh, the choices: James Nickcap, Shepard Buck. Oh God, what am I going to go for? What have I talked about most on the show? What is interesting to talk about? A fucking Nick Cap or a really awesome character who's really deep and really contributes a lot to the show. Um, I think I'm going to have to go for Shepard Buck. I totally thought he was going to vote for the Nick Cap there. Uh, vote for Shepard Book and Mr. Formby. I'm going to vote for the, for the Nick Cap because I am still fighting for the Jane versus Jane finale. Um, and uh, thank you very much. But the Jane. You know, can, Jane. can I say something on yes. behalf of the Cap? Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that we, we kind of joked about uh, the brown coats earlier, and, and they sort of got voted out. And maybe that's the, the most devoted fans. But the reason we're having this conversation isn't really even just the cancellation. It's because of the fans. And one of the ways the fans that kind of identify themselves is this cap. I'm not a fan of the show. I don't know anything about it. But when I see that cap, I know that's, that's uh, not, not necessarily a brown coat. Maybe they're not that level of devoted. Maybe they didn't fight for the show. But, maybe, but they really do dig the show. So it's almost like this sort of Jesus fish symbol that... Uh, that fans of the show have that let other people know who they are, even though most people can't even tell the most people it's a hat. But then I see a guy wearing that hat and I know that that's a, a, a serenity or a firefly fan. They're Shark, Jesus fish. You're just trying to create firefly chaos here. That is all you're doing. I don't appreciate this at all. Uh, that was brilliant. And had I not already voted for James Nick cap, I would change my vote to James Nick cap. Uh, no, he changed my vote. He oh. shut the book. Wait, what? Motherfucker. Yeah. I, I had totally forgotten about that Jesus fish on the head thing with the fans and the ugh, no. <laughs> Shepherd Book. A vote for Shepherd Book. And Shepherd Book is into the finals. What will it go up against? The Ballad of Jane Cobb or the cancellation that made Firefly Firefly what it is today? Um yeah, I, I've said everything I can honestly say about the cancellation. It has nothing to do with the quality of the, the program. No, it has everything to do with what it did to the fan base. The cancellation pumped people up, got them excited, and got them wanting to get this show out there. Uh, the, this show is on DVD because of the, the cancellation, because people were like, you got to put it out. I got to see these episodes. Oh. like We were forgetting that this was a show that had six episodes. It's on DVD. Yeah, now that happens today a lot, but most of the time, at least back 10 years ago, that shit didn't happen. A show goes ten, six episodes and gets canceled. It doesn't see the light of day. It doesn't get DVD sales. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't get a movie. All of this stuff is because of the mobilization of the fan base, which is because of the fucking cancellation. So I, I, I've got to vote for the cancellation over the ballot of Jane Cobb. Uh, Patrick. Um, no, I'm going to vote for the Ballad of Jane Cobb again because I don't think the cancellation was really needed for uh, for the fan base. I think that it's just um, it's something the fan base can't complain about. It's a lot of fun to complain about. Uh, you can blame the cancellation for a lot of things, but I 
think that it, the cancellation was not really that important. I'm going to vote for the ballot of Jane Cobb because that is actually part of Firefly. That is a thing of Firefly, not something that uh, was that happened outside of Firefly. A vote for the ballot of Jane Cobb. Uh, Gary. Uh, um, Damon, actually, there were more than six episodes that aired. I think it was something like 12. 13. 13, yeah. And then there were two that didn't air that they put on the DVDs. So, they, yeah, they had the 13 episodes that, that actually aired. Although it aired in the middle of uh, the, the baseball postseason. And, of course, Fox has, like, the the NFC Championship Series and the World Series uh, broadcast rights. And so anytime there was a Friday game, they you just didn't get Firefly. So this show that was already struggling in the ratings and was trying to gather steam and stuff like that, like you didn't even know if it was going to be on that week or if there was going to be a baseball game. So that was very frustrating. It sort of mixed things around. So maybe a lot of people thought that the show got canceled a lot earlier than it was. I don't know if people who didn't maybe pay as much attention were like, hey, where's that crazy space show that I liked? Oh, what? I guess they're doing baseball instead, and then they just stopped watching it. I don't know. Anyway, but there were more episodes that aired than just six. Um, the cancellation. A uh, vote for the cancellation. Mr. Formby. I appreciate uh, where um, Patrick's coming from as far as um, voting for something that's actually in the show to be like the best of the show that that would make sense to crown something like that you know the the ultimate achievement but there's just something about voting for the the concept of the cancellation and i mean i'm i'm not taking the same exact um turn that damon is on this um my argument for the cancellation is that uh outside of serenity anything else that has kind of occurred um you know to try to keep firefly going that, that stuff is just absurd. I'm not into the comic book. I'm, I'm not into expanding this universe. I'm not really uh, into that. You know, I, I, I prefer reflecting on Firefly um, as it was uh, canceled. Um, I like uh, meditating on those ideas and seeing uh, where, where I would take Shepard Book, uh, what I think about all these things. Uh, I just, I prefer that it got canceled. And it's not because I don't think it, what would have followed wouldn't have been any any better I mean, i'm sure that it would have topped itself probably you know a few times but i don't know what those episodes are uh i got yosaf bridge twice i got mishka twice i got badger twice i'm i'm fine i'm fine with how much firefly there is already so i'm gonna vote for the cancellation another vote for the cancellation and kirky if the show went on for a couple of seasons it might have turned mediocre it might have started sucking. It might have answered the questions that you didn't want answering. But I would have watched them. And I would have enjoyed them. And I would have loved them. Even if there weren't Firefly, Firefly conventions, I would have loved the show. Even if the fans didn't all rally together and make the Serenity movie, I would love having seasons two, three, maybe even four of Firefly sitting on my shelf. The cancellation did some great things for the series, but if you liked the show at the end of season one, you have the ability to not watch it after season one. And just knowing that there could have been a show 
that I really could have gotten into, but I wasn't able to, it just, it, it sucks, you know? And so you, you guys might like the, the series as it stands, but I know that I would have watched more shows. I would have looked them up and I'm sure other fans would too. Like, if the show did not get canceled, the show would still exist and people would still really respect how good it was. Um, so I'm going to vote for the Ballad of Jane. Oh. Because, yeah, cancellation really does suck. And it shows how studio execs don't really get fan base and how fan base works. Like, it ratings is not everything, you know? A uh, vote for the Ballad of Jane Cobb, but I'm going to blow your mind with this one, Kirky. If it wasn't for the cancellation, there would have been no Serenity movie, and you never would have seen Firefly at all. Ah, uh, but you don't know that. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just putting the correlations together, and they're crazy. But the cancellation is into the finals against the Shepherd Book. Uh, it is the cancellation versus Shepherd Book. Pat, that one is yours. Well, I have to go with the same argument I had before. Shepherd Book is actually in Firefly, whereas the cancellation is something some Fox executives have done. Um, I think that uh, Shepherd Book is is uh, one of the creative elements of of the series, whereas the cancellation is not a creative element, unless it's a conspiracy, which would be very creative. Shepherd Book um, uh, a really is really good for coming up in the uh, in, at the end here because he does uh, represent that question that is in Firefly. Mal is has lost his faith. Shepherd Book is trying to define his faith uh, with everyone else. Is there faith? Is there anything to have faith in? I think uh, Shepherd Book. Uh, I I vote for Shepherd Book. A uh, vote for Shepherd Book, Gary. Yeah, you know, if Shepherd Book actually won this show, I think that would be um, a good thing. I think that Patrick's right, that there is so much about that character that's great about the show. Um, and I, I agree with, uh, with Kirky in, in the sense that, well, yes, if there was... If there was more, I mean, I wouldn't just stop at season one. Of course, I would keep watching the show. I would watch to the end. I loved the Buffy ending. I don't think that show went on too long. I think sixth season was phenomenal. I thought that that if that show had ended when a lot of the fans thought it should have or thought it stopped being good after uh, season four or whatever, then we wouldn't have gotten some really, really rich stuff there. So we would have got some really, really good Firefly if that show had kept going. And it, what it, however it would have ended, it would have been phenomenal. It would have been fantastic. Um, but as it stands, regardless of whether it's part of the show or it's not part of the show, blah, 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 uh, the cancellation, that makes it so much more special than it is. You know, it does, ratings do matter. And they do matter to studio executives. They matter to television executives because in order for these things to be there, they have to make money. It's a, it is a business. I, unfortunately or fortunately, 
you have to be financially successful for these things to keep going. Ratings are very important. Um, the fact that, that this show didn't have the ratings, it got canceled because nobody was fucking watching it. You know, and well, not nobody. Obviously, we were watching it. I was watching it. We were loving it. But we were the underdogs. And the show was about underdogs. And the cancellation happened because the underdogs don't always win. And so it is the show. The cancellation is what the show's about. It is part of the show. It's in the show. It's around the show. It's what the show is. It, and next to Shepard Book, which is great. And again, I'd be very happy if he won because I think so many of the things and that are great about the show are, are embodied in Shepard Book, but not the way it's embodied in the cancellation. That cancellation made the show even more special than it was in a way that other shows aren't special. There are other shows that got canceled that were special. There were other shows that went on for seven years that were special. But the way that Firefly is special, the, the cancellation makes it special in that way, in a way that it's done for no other show. So it has to be the cancellation. Uh, vote for the cancellation. Jared. I, I love uh, Shepard Book as a character. Um, I hate that they went off and developed his backstory, um, you know, in an expanded universe. I have little patience or tolerance for an expanded universe. I just, I just always have had that little ache in my belly that, oh, God, how much do I have to look at now? So I'm really appreciative of the argument Gary just made on behalf of the cancellation. Um, there's a poetry um, to it. Um, I hadn't even, I mean, I'd been looking for the phrasing through this whole show, but Gary nailed it when he uh, referenced the fact that um, underdogs, the show is about underdogs. The show is about people having to, trying to fight against impossible, you know, odds, you know, and, and a tyrannical alliance, how different is that from a tyrannical studio, you know, that, that's standing in the way of taking away that thing that you love. And, and it's like it being canceled. Is, is, it's like it becomes real for us. I mean, it becomes something for us as, as, as the people who love it, who, who appreciate it, who, who watch it. Um, the fact that, that it, it is cut off. I mean, it, it's, it's the, the, the battle that, that that show couldn't win. It's the battle that we couldn't win. But you can see that it still goes on beyond the cancellation, which is, I guess, in reality, the, the realization of Mal getting on his ship and just pushing out and just having his adventures. That's where we're at now. This is, it's, you know, we lost. <laughs> we lost the battle. And that's why I like the idea of voting for the translation. The translation, a vote for, uh, just throwing trance out there, a vote for the cancellation. Kirky. Um, well, I think I am going to be then the underdog in this round and vote for book. Uh, uh, I can't think of anything that hasn't already been said. I just, I, I think the character is fantastic. He has some really great moments and I am very stubborn so <laughs> a vote for shepherd book 
And I, it's all tied up. And I will be giving my vote to Mr. Mike Ortiz to see what he has to say. And I might cancel it out if he's even awake. Mr. Ortiz. Oh, I'm awake and I'm here. Um, I, I would vote for the cancellation. Um, and, and kind of reiterate much of what has been said, uh, by the other people. That's really one of the things that makes the show. It's part of the legend of the show. Now it's almost like, I mean, I think, uh, Jared, uh, kind of referenced this earlier with this live fast, die young, a good looking box set is that's what makes the mystique of like James Dean and Marilyn Monroe and all of the, the things and people that were sort of, you know, taken before their time. You know, a lot of people have said the difference between Elvis and Jim Morrison is Jim Morrison died uh, before anybody realized he had gotten kind of fat and drug addicted. Um, if Elvis had died in 1969, like in the black leather suit, he wouldn't have gone out of joke. Um, look at a show like Battlestar Galactica, which people loved as much or, or more than Firefly in its first 12 episodes. If it got canceled then, people would have been pissed. Uh, but as it is, it went on and the fan base got kind of divided. And and even though the show lasted, we don't talk. I, nobody really talks about Galacta anymore. A couple of years ago, it was huge. People still are, are energized about Firefly. And I think it's because it was like stolen from them. You know, it, it some, somehow hits them on a more personal level. Um, if the show found a natural ending, then you move on. But when it's taken from you, you never let that go. Um, so I'm going to vote for the cancellation because that's, that's what really makes Firefly not Battlestar Galactica, not Star Trek, not any of the shows that went on and stayed great or any of the shows that went on and got bad. It makes it really kind of its own thing. I agree with that. And the cancellation is the best of Firefly. And now this is a crime to go along with that crime. Yeah, we're we're totally fucking wrong. Um, it is uh, Jane fucking Captain Mal or whatever, whatever you. I still it's say it's the thing. fucking hat. It's like a Jesus fish, man. It'll be everywhere in the future. But <laughs> or put legs that, on it and make it a Darwin hat. I don't know. Uh, we're we're wrong. We are absolutely wrong. We're always wrong. Uh, hey, I put the listening. ship on the list. I know. Um, thanks for listening. Does anybody have anything they like to plug? Turkey. Um, yeah, if you're in Bemidji, go check out Accidentally Cool Games, awesome little game shop on the north part of town. Um, if you are going to Convergence in Bloomington, Minnesota this summer, uh, I'm going to be doing a party room called the Lilith. It's going to be a, a pirate airship party room. Come and have awesome fun, but we have a group on Facebook and we need lots and lots of fans so that the people organizing convergence say, Oh yeah, that's the party room we want to uh, endorse. So please be our fan. The Lilith, the Lilith on Facebook. Yep. You can see the link on geek bites somewhere. Oh yeah. On the Greek geek bites Facebook page. Um, uh, Patrick, what's, Anybody? Well, if you, if you're ever up to uh, to into New Hampshire, up to uh, Hampton Beach, there is the Sea Sketch or Sea Catch Restaurant, which I call the Sketch. That does nice views of the ocean while you're having breakfast. It's a great breakfast place. Check it out. Mm, food, uh, Gary. Uh, I guess the only thing 
is if you ever find yourself in lovely Fort Collins, Colorado, uh, Cups Coffee is a great place. You should go there. Uh, it's where I broadcast. It's where Jared and I always broadcast from when we're on Geek Fights. And they're really lovely and patient, and we're glad that they put up with us. And uh, so Cups Coffee. Mm, Cups Coffee. Uh, and Mr. Jared Formby. Um, I don't have anything really that specific to plug. I, I would like to to plug the fact that uh, that that I've made a couple of short films, um, but I have no links. But they're out there, um, and I do want to endorse the Cups Coffee as well. And uh, I also am excited to announce that uh, coming soon uh, we won't have to broadcast from here. We're going to get real internet, and that's when we uh, move out of the mountains, which will happen uh, very soon. Woo! Check out our friends DVDGeeks.tv Subspace Communicating their awesome podcast Life After Trek They also have a pretty sweet website Another sweet website I guess I should say uh, Bye Bye Robot And uh, the Drunken Ramblings of a Crazy Man Also the Rockford Files Files is another website that they did um, Inappropriate Conversations with Greg Blanchard uh, Is an amazing show, give it a listen also, check out The Soulless Minions of Orthodoxy, Commentary Track Stars, and Mission Log, a Roddenberry podcast. Special thanks to goes to Karen for being our web president. Check out what she's doing with the Geek Fights Tumblr. Uh, Chris Mitchell created Geek Fights Wikia, and Christy Woke helped flesh it out. Uh, you can play on there, too. Uh, write whatever you like about us, whatever you like about yourself. If you want your own thing, just contact either Christy or Chris, and they will actually put a whole page about you, whatever you want it to say, just like they did with Josh. Um, uh, put whatever you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and who could forget Mr. Jared Forby and his amazing intros. Uh, you can check him out at www.heystartrek.net See? I know it now. Or at uh, super underscore Spock on uh, the Twitters. Mike? You can find me on the Week in Geek video show every week on YouTube, where we talk about comics every week. You can find us at geekfights.net, where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, past episodes, links to our Facebook, our wiki, our Tumblr, our Twitter, things like that. Vagina. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and like us on Facebook or anywhere else that you can like us. Uh, you can like us at Xbox Music. Xbox Music, is that what it's called now? Yep. Okay, on Xbox Music. See, I, I just knew it was gone. <laughs> if you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or any of those other places we mentioned. That is all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks! Our upcoming fights, uh, let's see. This is Best of Firefly. So next week is Best Third Movie. And then uh, the final episode. Uh, any and all ideas are welcome. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Take my love, take my land Take me where I cannot stand I don't care, I'm still free You can't take the sky from me 
black Tell them I ain't coming back Burn the land and boil the sea You can't take the sky from me There's no place I can be since I found serenity. But you can't take the sky from me. Special uh, is ahead of it. Yeah. 
And so is uh, it, yeah. So is me talking about the Hobbit. Yeah, and oh. green eggs and ham. Green eggs and ham. I haven't finished oh. the Hobbit thing yet. You don't listen. It's it's just com- crazy rambling. No, I liked it. So, Damon. Yeah. Uh, you you didn't give away the end of the Hobbit. What do you mean? <laughs> what you said for the you thought you had given away the end of the Hobbit? No, you what you got it was wrong. Okay. That's not the way it ends. It doesn't matter. Like you, you, you <laughs> what did honestly, you say? I don't know. What did I say? I said. Uh, I just kept, kept remembering going, I've been up for 20 hours, so I don't really know what I'm talking about right now. It, you said Bilbo puts on the ring and kills Smog. Yeah, that's I, not what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I say. <laughs> you, you also, I, I want to know what your definition of a short story is because you said it was really based off a short story. This is over 300 pages long. Yeah, but it's it short. short story. Well, you did short. say uh, relative to the rest of them. the Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> when you consider that the Lord of the Rings trilogy is actually one book, <laughs> it's a short story for Tolkien. Yeah, you could you could probably uh, tell the entire story of the Hobbit. Uh, faithfully in one movie that was shorter than the first movie in this trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, true. yeah but in The Hobbit, they do allude. But would you have had as much dwarf singing? Uh, <laughs> probably what? not. Why do people hate the dwarf uh, singing? I, I love, love the dwarf singing. I it's bought the song. Thing. That's the best part. Yeah. Actually, when I, when I heard well, that you had it. I used to make fun of Lord of the Rings this way. I used to say if they really wanted to be accurate, they would make it a musical because everybody just stops and sings about what they just did in the books. So uh, it would have been like a 15, 16 hour musical if they had been faithful <laughs> yeah. to the book. They did and a, so play, they a musical plan in Toronto. They want to stretch it out to three movies. And so, of course, they include all the fucking songs. You're right. When my, I saw it with my wife, and she turns to me and says, I didn't think we'd come here to see a musical. <laughs> we did. But it sounds like and that, everybody. Uh, after I listened to the. Uh, to the episode, Damon. Yeah. That uh, that's what Bilbo Baggins hates song was stuck in my head. <laughs> that's what Bilbo Baggins hates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, why don't we continue an episode? That'd be glorious. <laughs> Take me out to the black. Hello, my ain't coming back. Burn the land and boil the sea. You can't take the sky from me. Leave the men where they lay. They'll never see another day. Lost my soul, lost my dream. You can't take the sky from me. I feel the black reaching out. I hear its song without a doubt. I still hear and I still see. But you can't take the sky from me Lost my love, lost my land Lost the place I can stand <laughs> There's no place I can be Since I found serenity And you can't take the sky from me Ooh, let me see if I can find dimples again <laughs>